You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. It's time for your Fox News commentary. Jason Chaffetz. Jason Chaffetz. What's on your mind? Surprise, the Biden Justice Department, led by Attorney General Merrick Garland, will not be prosecuting lawbreakers within its ranks. The Inspector General for the Department of Justice released its semi-annual report to Congress of cases for which the IG recommends prosecutions. But in case after case, the Department of Justice is declining to prosecute its own. The one notable exception is Bureau of Prisons personnel who still have reason to fear repercussions if they break the law. But if you're in the FBI or DEA, you can be virtually assured you will not be prosecuted based on the long list of cases DOJ has declined to prosecute. Apparently, if you work for the right agency, anything goes. Just how serious are the allegations of lawbreaking? Here are a few examples from Inspector General Michael Horowitz's report. Sexual solicitation. Quote, while working for the FBI overseas, multiple then FBI officials solicited, engaged in, and or procured commercial sex. It was also alleged that one of the FBI officials provided another official a package containing approximately 100 white pills to deliver to a foreign law enforcement officer. The investigation was presented for prosecution on August 17th, 2018, and declined on January 17th, 2020. Fraud, quote, after receiving information from the FBI alleging that then supervisory special agent may have committed time and attendance fraud during a six month period, the investigation was presented for prosecution on June 27, 2018 and declined on March 15, 2021. Conflicts of interest. Quote, a then senior official with the DEA gave preferential treatment to a particular pharmaceutical company by prioritizing the company's requests for drug quota increases over other pending requests. The allegation further stated that the pharmaceutical company's request to the DEA had been made by a former DEA official then employed by the pharmaceutical company. The investigation was presented for prosecution on June 16, 2015 and declined on August 26, 2021. Given the lack of accountability within federal law enforcement, it's no wonder federal agents are willing to misuse their authority. This may also help explain why DOJ has a deepening problem with public perception and low morale. There are many committed professionals at the 110,000 person agency, but when those who cut corners are allowed to thrive and suffer no consequences, it sends a message the corruption grows. DOJ officials should be held to a higher standard. We might even settle for just holding them to the same standard as the rest of us. But this unwillingness to hold their own accountable undermines faith in federal law enforcement and signals a tolerance for misbehavior. Six months from now, we will read about a similar report. Something needs to change. But clearly, President Biden and his Democrat majorities have little interest in reigning in federal law enforcement. I'm Jason Chaffetz, Fox News contributor and host of the Jason in the House podcast on the Fox News Radio Network. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. To hear the podcast version of this program, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. And for all the latest news, go to foxnews.com.
This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-251-8381 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-251-8381. That's 800-251-8381. What do you have to lose? Call 800-251-8381. That's 800-251-8381. There are lots of things in this world that are dangerous, but one, one exceeds all others. And if this thing is the most dangerous, the implicit bias crew has it in spades. It's stupidity that is the most dangerous thing on the planet. And that is what we will dive into this week on our episode of Implicit Bias. Coming at you from the TSPL with, of course, a weekly whiskey from our weekly whiskey partner, New News Market, Youngsville, Scott, Milton, Maurice. We'll continue Old Forester Month. Tune in to see which one we will have as we bring you the Rustic Renegade. Acadiana's only certified master tobacconist, Burley Shortport Pellerin, Sam Stokes in the corner, me, your host, Kavon Bordelon. Catch Implicit Bias Saturdays, 10 a.m. right here, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Hey, parents, you don't need the latest gizmo slang or clothes to be a perfect parent because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council. If you really want to support our troops, just contact the USO. You can't believe how much they do for us. To find out how you can help, visit us at USO.org. The USO. Until everyone comes home. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. They made their case at a made-for-TV hearing. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Donald Trump was at the center of this conspiracy. Congressman Benny Thompson chairs the Democrat-led House Committee investigating last year's Capitol riot, and their first hearing was prime time. Like never-before-seen footage of Trump supporters storming the Capitol and getting new testimony. U.S. Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards described being knocked unconscious as a mob rushed past barricades towards the U.S. Capitol. I felt the bike rack come on top of my head, and I was pushed backwards. The committee played excerpts of recorded depositions with former Trump administration officials, including former Attorney General Bill Barr, testifying he told former President Trump allegations of a rigged election were false. That's Fox's Jared Halbert of the Capitol. The only two Republicans on the committee voted to impeach the president later. Most other GOP lawmakers dismissed the probus political in the hearing as theater. Congressman Byron Donalds tells Fox. All they're doing is trying to paint a new political narrative that voters need to think about in November because the Democrat agenda has failed. We'll get an update on May's consumer price increase next hour. Inflation's been surging lately. Three people are dead in a workplace shooting in Smithsburg, Maryland. Police say the gunman also critically injured a fourth co-worker 
then fled and got into a shootout with a state trooper. Both of them were wounded. He is now in custody. We're finally hearing from the Uvalde, Texas, School District Police Chief, who's under scrutiny for the response to last month's massacre at an elementary school. He claims no officer ever hesitated. Peter Arredondo told the Texas Tribune he assumed someone else had taken command of law enforcement during the massacre. He said he struggled through dozens of keys to open a door between him and the shooter, but none worked. That's Fox's Jill Nato. America's listening to Fox News. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Weeks after the 19 students and two teachers were murdered in Uvalde, Texas, there was a scare at another elementary school in a different state. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency says a man was killed by a school resource officer outside Walnut Park Elementary in Gadsden Thursday after he was seen trying to get inside of a police car. The principal said he'd been trying to get into the school. All the doors were locked. District Superintendent Tony Reddick said the Uvalde school shooting showed them the importance of locked doors, but he also highlighted a new security system they are testing at their high school. It, it's just a first sign of an intruder. Every staff member in the building presses a button and it alerts the school lights up and we have emergency help on the way. Reddick said they would also like to talk about hiring more resource officers despite the shortage of local police officers. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Also in Alabama, a 13-year-old boy has been charged with criminally negligent homicide after police say he shot a three-year-old in the head while playing with the toddler, the teen's been charged as a juvenile. Two more arrests in the Philadelphia weekend shooting that left three people dead. Philadelphia police credit U.S. Marshals with arresting Kadir Dukes-Hill and Najee Whittington without incident in Virginia. Deputy Police Commissioner Ben Nash says they believe the two men were in the area and heard shots fired. They pull out their guns. I don't know what they could be thinking, but they fired and they hit two innocent people. It's believed they had nothing to do with the initial incident. That's Fox's Gernal Scott. The price of gas at a new record high today. AAA's national average for regular around four ninety eight a gallon. On Wall Street, stock futures are down ahead of the inflation update after a big sell-off yesterday. The lightning strike again in hockey's playoffs. Kucherov poked it back to Stamkos. Across it comes for Sergachev. Hard the net, he scores! That broke a tie with less than two minutes left. Tampa Bay added another goal, beat the New York Rangers 3-1 on ESPN. The two-time defending Stanley Cup champs now lead that series three games to two. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco handle all of your heavy equipment needs. So I, I answer to the people, and I think when we have more folks like that sitting in the halls of Congress, we'll get more done. Uh, on an expedited manner. Former Nevada Attorney General Adam Laxalt 
though, does have the backing of some Republican heavyweights, including former President Trump. Does that come up as you've been out campaigning? Does that seem to matter to people? The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco handle all of your heavy equipment needs. I'm Lauren Simonetti, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks accelerating losses in the final hour of trading and finishing sharply lower as investors await key inflation data that will help determine the pace of the Fed's interest rate hikes. The Dow falling 638 points, the Nasdaq down 332, S&P 500 down 98. And the number of Americans filing new claims for unemployment benefits increased to the highest level in nearly five months last week, with applications rising 27,000 to 229,000. While it'll cost you more for a mortgage with a 30-year rate, jumping to 5.23%. Changing of the guard at the executive ranks at Disney. Dana Walden has been tapped as chair of Disney's general entertainment content, where she will succeed Peter Rice, who is stepping down. And shares of Stitch Fix fell over 10% on reports that the personalized shopping service is laying off 15% of its salaried workers. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. Big news. Greta Van Susteren is back. She's the host of Newsmax's new show, The Record with Greta Van Susteren. Starting June 14th, Greta reports on the really big stories you need to know. She's smart, tough, and always fair. Get the latest info about her new show. Text the word Greta to 39747. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. Find it on all major cable systems and streaming platforms. Don't miss this. Text Greta to 39747 now. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. From the moments that shape our lives to those that shape our days, broadcasters are there delivering the most trusted news that keeps you informed when it matters. We are your neighbors, a trusted voice, a lifeline. We are broadcasters. Text TV to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. What a relaxing way to spend some time. Louisiana State Parks are right in your own backyard. Spend the day hiking, fishing, biking, and picnicking, or stay overnight at one of our affordable cabins, campsites, or group camps. And tour a state historic site for an educational experience the whole family can enjoy. Call 1-877-226-7652 for more information or visit www.lastateparks.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Office of State Parks. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. The doubt of whether lawful procedures are being performed must be answered to restore the bonds between the community and police. The United States Department of Justice investigating Louisiana State Police. It is 6.08 in the morning, 74 degrees outside. Daniel Phillips says a 40% chance of showers and a high of 92. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a few minutes for News Talk 96.5 KPEL. I'm Ian Ozan. The Department of Justice is looking into LSP's alleged practice or pattern of turning a blind eye to beatings of black men by troopers. This investigation comes amid a legislative inquiry into the beating death of Ronald Green at the hands of state troopers in North Louisiana. U.S. Assistant General 
excuse me, U.S. Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark says Governor John Bell Edwards and other state officials are cooperating with the case. We are very pleased that Colonel Davis and the governor's office have pledged cooperation. With their support, we expect that we will be able to move forward with our investigation expeditiously. The state's cooperation will go a long way in ensuring that we are able to move forward in a timely manner. To the economy, Louisiana food banks are feeling the pinch of inflation. Brooke Thorrington has that story. To say that families are struggling, to say that the need continues to increase would be an understatement. Natasha Curley with Second Harvest in Louisiana says demand has been nonstop since COVID. Three devastating hurricanes and now the economy. She says they are having to depend on their national partners to meet the needs of Louisianians. And of course, we still do have people in the community who, even if they just have a little bit, are so, so willing to give. If you need food assistance, call 211 to find your local food bank. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Closer to home, the first phase of the Buchanan Street parking garage project is complete. That phase included the removal of the concrete panels on the side of the structure. The second phase will include elevator, stairwell, and lighting repairs. That work is expected to begin soon. In St. Martin Parish, Henderson is getting a water improvement grant. The Henderson 9 water system will receive $4 million in state funds to consolidate six local water systems and invest in improvements. Those improvements include eliminating arsenic contamination problems and inadequate chlorine residuals. In state news, new details about a triple murder in Bastrop. David Grubb has that story. Shortly after midnight on Wednesday, shots rang out in the city of Bastrop, starting a flurry of calls to 911. Morehouse Parish Sheriff's Office Chief Deputy Jeremy Martis says a retired reserve deputy was the first to reach the scene. He heard the shots, turned the corner from Montgomery Avenue onto Bentley Street and found three young men laying in the street. Two victims were pronounced dead at the scene, while the third died from his injuries at the hospital. A fourth victim escaped unharmed and helped identify one of the suspects, 18-year-old Eric and Rainwater. Also identified were Jaquarius Givens and John Rabin. According to police, Rainwater and Givens fired the fatal shots, and both have been charged with three counts of first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. Rabin was charged with obstruction of justice. I'm David Grubb. At, at the Capitol, lobbyists at the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry say they are pleased with the results of the legislative session. Kevin Gallagher has that story. LABI President and CEO Stephen Wagespach says the passage of education savings accounts in the legislature will help parents of kids with special needs or those behind in reading. We think this is a smart, modern reform that reflects the needs on the ground today. LAB is glad the billions in one-time federal money flowing into Louisiana will be spent on road and bridge needs and paying down state debt. Those investments were long overdue and badly needed. But he regrets a bill to establish a centralized sales tax collection authority failed to pass again this year. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas will likely miss training camp as he continues to recover from ankle surgery. Head coach Dennis Allen says he's okay with Thomas sitting out. Yeah, I'm good with what Mike Thomas is. I would much rather him be 100% healthy and out here and all those kinds of things, but that's not where we're at right now. He is busting his tail to get himself ready to go, and I feel like he's making significant progress. I think, I think mentally he's in a great place. You know, again, we're just going to let that process play out. Speaking of the Saints, running back Fred McAfee and wide receiver Devery Henderson will be the latest inductees in the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. They'll be inducted in October. McAfee had two stints with the Saints. He was drafted by the Black and Gold in 1991 and played on both NFC Western Division championship teams in 1991 and in 2000. He now works in the Saints front office. I just pride myself on being a good person and a good teammate. <clears throat> and, uh... oh, that's not Fred. This is Fred. I always joke like, hey, this is Fred McAfee, ladies and gentlemen. Four, he played 16 years in the NFL, 
12 years longer than he should have. So, <laughs> so but I fooled a lot of good coaches that I could play. And like I said, I'm so proud and so humbly honored to be up here with these guys. And uh, I, thank you. Devery Henderson is a native of Opelousas, an alumnus of Opelousas High School and Park Vista Elementary. He had his best year with the Saints during the 2009 Super Bowl championship season. I just pride myself on being a good person and a good teammate. And uh, at the end of this journey, I just wanted everybody to say he did it the right way. It wasn't always pretty here, and uh, I've probably been on that on, <laughs> on the borderline as, as far as making the team or not a few times, but it all worked out. It all did. Congratulations to Devery Henderson and to Fred McAfee. Oklahoma is the college softball national champion. The Sooners beat Texas 10-5 to to sweep the championship series and win their second straight national title. It's Oklahoma's sixth overall national softball championship. Closer to home, UL will host next year's Sunbelt Conference softball tournament. This will be the sixth time that the University of Louisiana and Lamson Park have hosted the tournament. It's the first time since 2018. Cajuns baseball coach Matt Deggs is reflecting on the 2022 season. Louisiana won the Sunbelt Championship and reached the NCAA Regionals for the first time since 2016. Deggs says this year's team laid the foundation to return the program to glory. To see that they were nine outs away from being in a championship game untouched and a regional, a tough regional at that, I think it's going to create an uh, atmosphere of expectation and, and hard work and uh, accountability and uh, all the stuff that goes along with a championship program. Mega Millions jackpot tonight, $226 million. Powerball tomorrow, $228 million. Lotto tomorrow, $2,025,000. Easy five jackpot back to fifty grand after someone in Thibodeau won the jackpot on Wednesday. It's 6.15. A big show coming up this morning. Of course, Firearms Friday at 7 o'clock. Eddie Longlinay with Vermilion Parish Crime Stoppers at about 7.30. Jay Walker will be here at 8 o'clock to... Recap the 2022 baseball season for Louisiana. We'll also recap the uh, academic year as a whole, uh, the successes that Louisiana saw this year. And, of course, we get our update from the city of Youngsville coming up in about seven minutes from now. It's 6.15. You're up to date. Ian Ozan, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding, welcome home. Mostly sunny skies to get things started today, but showers and thunderstorms going to be arriving a little later on. They'll still be pop-up in nature. We'll go with about a 40% chance for a little bit of rain. I wouldn't cancel any of your plans this evening, but I would keep an eye on the radar. Overnight lows tonight going to be in the upper 70s after highs today get to about 92. A couple hefty thunderstorms going to be possible, although we should start to clear up by tomorrow and then isolated showers tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Thank you, Daniel. Right now, 79 degrees on the back porch at the KPL studio. Radar looking crystal clear. Heat index of 86. That forecast brought to you by Bruce R. Poche, certified public accountants, your firm for a lifetime. And a quick reminder this morning, uh, we had the folks from the Cachada tribe on the air just the other day telling us about their powwow all throughout the morning. We will be giving away tickets to the powwow. So keep listening to News Talk 96.5 KPEL for your chance to win. Again, we'll be giving those away all morning long. It is 616. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, traffic. Crash with injuries working right now happened within the last 15 minutes. It's at the corner of Ambassador Caffrey and Ridge. Again, that's a crash with injuries. Ambassador at Ridge. If there's something we've missed, give us a call. 337-232-1542.
live from Lafayette, where roads randomly start, end, and change names. This is the Katie Anna's Morning News. Yes, it is. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Benny Thompson and all the ships at sea. If you missed what was on the air last night, you missed that here and go back and watch it. We'll get into that a little bit later on this morning, but we will start off on a local note with a local flavor, Youngsville. Booming as usual. And joining us on the line to talk about all that's going on in Youngsville is Councilman Matt Romero. Matt, good morning, sir. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. So let's start with the tax revenue. And everybody thinks of tax as a bad word, as a, really a four-letter sure. word that's missing a letter. But taxes <clears throat> are helping Youngsville thrive right now. Tax revenue up nearly 20% from last year. Are more people coming to Youngsville to shop, or is this the result of more people after the pandemic getting out of their homes in Youngsville and going shop? Uh, um, yeah, honestly, probably a combination of both. Uh, it's it's like you said, yeah, taxes uh, could be a bad uh, three-letter word sometimes, but uh, I think in our case, it's uh, reinvestment. It's uh, people shopping local, uh, you know, staying local, making sure they're putting everything they can back into the local economy to uh, have more done. And uh, they're seeing how the spending's being done over the years. And we're just very fortunate. You mentioned the local investment. You look at the number of businesses that are coming to town that have popped up in the last few years, many of them locally owned. What about Youngsville makes it attractive for local business owners to set up shop there? I think it's over the years we've uh, been that bedroom community. You know, we're we're not on a major thoroughfare, quiet city. Uh, everybody, you know, to an extent, someone knows somebody, and a lot of these business owners know people. They live here um, or live in the area, so uh, people want to support their neighbors, their friends, and uh, there's a uniqueness of a lot of the businesses that we have. You know, we do have some of the big businesses like the McDonald's and Sonics and so forth. But we also have some small good businesses like, you know, the Agave, KK's, some of the shops. So, uh, you know, people see that they need to help their neighbors. And I think it's great. And all of this tax revenue certainly going to help with the budget. The 2022-23 <clears throat> budget is being prepared yeah. right now. It'll be presented at the June 28th meeting. Are there any major changes from this past year's budget that we're going to see in the upcoming budget? Um, we're going to, you know, every year we see additions, whether it's through public works needing uh, additional equipment, maybe police, fire needing additional staff. Uh, I'm sure some of those things are going to be on there. I know for a fact the uh, new SROs that are going to be asked for at uh, Charter School, the ARCA, Kitty and Renaissance Charter, mm -hmm. uh, those are going to be in the budget. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure there's some other projects. Uh, we, we probably have the most amount of projects we've ever had on the books. So uh, the the budget's healthy and looking forward to seeing what they have to propose uh, to us at the end of the month. And I'm sure uh, with the fellow council members, we'll make some good decisions and uh, move forward. What are you hearing from residents right now as to what they might want to see in the budget? Did anybody present anything at the meeting last night about what they would like to see? No, um, you know, when, when we're out and about and, you know, talking to people, the, the biggest, you know, concerns right now is traffic. Uh, and uh, that was one of the things that was brought up at the meeting last night. Um, we had a uh, 
master plan, a master traffic plan uh, presented to us. And I think the residents that were there and the people who heard about it, they're excited because when we first got in office about eight years ago with Mary Ritter, uh, we had a master plan as far as what we wanted to do over the next 20 years. Um, and it included drainage, roadway improvements, uh, expansions, all that kind of stuff. This is solely going to be on roads. You know, what roads do we need to attack, uh, expand, uh, if we can three lane, four lane any, um, because I think right now the traffic is the biggest issue, um, with drainage still being, you know, right there, uh, sec, you know, one A, one B, but definitely, uh, the residents want to see, Hey, how are you going to help us alleviate these traffic issues? And that's something I think we've talked about on the air before, especially with regards to Shemin Metairie going back towards uh, the yeah. St. Martin Parish line. It's one of the busiest roadways in all of Lafayette Parish, but it's only a two-lane with uh, with uh, wide shoulders for bike traffic and pedestrians. Is that part of the master plan, possibly four-laning that? What are some of the other roads that we might see uh, pop up in the master plan? Yeah, yeah. Shemin Metairie is on that list. Um, one of the questions that uh, uh, fellow councilman Stansberry brought up was, you know, priority, where are we at with these? Uh, and I think the administration is going to start working on that. Uh, Highway 89, Youngsville Highway, which we've recently acquired, that's probably the most top of mind with uh, Milton Highway, uh, East Milton, which uh, Highway 92. Yeah. from Vero all the way down to downtown. So those two major uh, arteries are probably the number one priority. You know, what can we do? Can we expand them to three lanes? Uh, turning lanes definitely somewhere throughout. Both of those roads are needed. Uh, and then I think after that you'll see uh, areas like Shimon Metairie, uh, Longland A Road, uh, Savoy, a lot of other areas, Guyot that uh need uh small they're smaller areas but they get congested quickly and what can we do whether it's adding a slip turn lane a middle turning lane uh, you know do we need another roundabout <laughs> you know those kind of things and speaking of roundabouts there's one that's under construction yeah. right now it's partially open and almost complete then you have the dates on road and railroad intersection a construction yeah. going on what are the updates on those yeah uh Mayor Ritter uh, announced last night, uh, happy about this, the uh, Railroad Avenue and Savoy, where it's closed, um, that's going to be opening up within the next less than 30 days. Uh, that's all that dirt work that's moving from Sugar Mill Pond to the newly acquired sports complex expansion. Uh, we've had to, we had to close that road up. Uh, and I know the residents, it's tough because you can't get to downtown area very easily. So that should be opening up in the next 30 days. Uh, the roundabout construction, uh, three parts of it are done, uh, which is great, but, uh, they're still working on the Savoy area, elevating that. Um, you're still able to get in and out of there. Um, so I would say probably in the next 60 days, we'll see that, uh, coming to uh, completion. Matt Abair, or excuse me, I'm, I'm getting my Matt's confused. Matt Romero, yeah. he is a councilman for the city of Youngsville, not the sports information director for the University of Louisiana Athletic Department. Uh, speaking of sports, and I think that's why I refer to you as Matt Abair, the sports information director for UL. You've got sports going on in Youngsville, Matt Romero. Uh, yeah. Baseball, softball, all-star season is starting. Sand volleyball adult league is getting started. You guys have a lot going on over the Youngsville sports complex. Uh, for those who may have missed it, uh, what are the deadlines for registering for these leagues if registration is still open? 
yeah, you go to Facebook or you go to Youngsville Sports Complex website. Uh, the adult volleyball leagues are still going on. They also have a lot of youth programs they're registering for. Uh, sand volleyball, you know, we saw the need for it. Uh, proceeded with it a couple years ago, and uh, just now we're opening up the four new courts um, to add to the five that we have. So they're going to be seeing a lot more uh, programming available for those events, whether it's for the kids or adults. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, our all-star season for softball and uh, baseball has started. Uh, actually, we played in tournaments this past weekend in Scott, and three of our teams took first and second place. Uh, they'll be playing for the next uh Month and a half, uh, the boys will, and the girls uh, play throughout the next month in uh, different uh, areas as well as in Youngsville. So we're proud of all our uh, youth uh, sports. And uh, if you want to see some good games, just head out to the complex any weekend, and you get to see some good uh, sports, whether it's baseball, softball, soccer, or anything else. And that's the beauty of having that sports complex. We talked earlier about the tax revenue and the money coming in. When you pass by on mm -hmm. any given weekend, you see how packed it is there. <laughs> and I'd imagine right now the vision that city leaders had 10, 20 years ago for the sports complex certainly coming to fruition tenfold considering how many people are coming every weekend to the sports complex. It, it, you're exactly right. We uh we have the uh, fortune to uh, run into the former mayor and some other council members who were on council at that time, including Mayor Ritter. And uh, they, they knew it would be good, but nobody had the idea that or thought that it would be what it is now or what it hopefully will be in the next five, ten years with the expansion and other things. So we're fortunate. The community believes in what we're doing and uh, continues to help by shopping local and uh you know, signing up their kids for programming and the adults for programming. So it, it makes the job easier, and uh, it's great for Youngsville and the surrounding community. I'll ask you about this since we're on the topic of the mm -hmm. sports complex. Of course, the Mardi Gras Mambo tournament <clears throat> had another successful year this year. The weather didn't cooperate yeah. as well as we'd like, but still a great turnout at the complex <laughs> for that. What are the plans for next year? Are, are the plans for next year's tournament uh, being worked on now? And you mentioned the expansion. Are there uh, plans for a possible college baseball tournament to come to Youngsville with the expansion of the complex being planned? Yeah. Um, when it comes to the Mardi Gras Mambo uh, for the uh, softball, absolutely. Uh, I know uh, our director, uh, Tim Robichaud, was working on the plans with those uh, schools and other schools as the Mambo was going on. Um, he's one of those that... We're, it's great what we're doing now, but we're, we're still working on what's the next year or two. So he's always planning ahead. And, uh, uh, yes, there is a vision. There is something in the works uh, for the collegiate-sized baseball fields. Um, of course, I, I can't say what I've heard, but right. I think at this point in time, it's about 70% confirmed. And uh, hopefully one day we'll have some great news about that. Something very similar, if not better, to uh, the softball Mardi Gras Mambo. And that's something that I'm looking forward to. And uh, as the phrase yeah. uh, goes, if you build it, they will come. And it certainly happened with the Mardi Gras Mambo. <laughs> looking forward to seeing what happens with baseball once those plans are announced uh, down the road. Yeah. Matt Romero, councilman with the city of Youngsville. Matt, if anybody has any questions or concerns, how can they get in touch with you or City Hall? Sure. Uh, of course, you can uh, look on Facebook for City of Youngsville, uh, Councilman Matt Romero's Facebook page, Mayor Ken Ritter's, or any other council member's uh, Facebook page. And uh, most of our cell phone numbers are on those pages. Or you can go to youngsvillela.gov and uh, you can find all of our information there. 
Matt Romero, Councilman, City of Youngsville. As always, sir, we appreciate the time, and we'll see you on the sand volleyball court. <laughs> Sounds great. Y'all have a great weekend, okay? You too, Matt. Be good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's 6.34 in the morning. If you missed any part of that interview, we'll have it on the podcast later this morning. That's at kpel965.com and the KPL app. Go to listen, click on podcast, and you can hear all of our old old episodes, old editions of Acadiana's Morning News right there on demand. Again, that's through kpel965.com, the KPL app, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It's 6.34, now 6.35 in the morning on a beautiful Friday in Acadiana. Sun rising over the KPL studios right now. A few clouds in the sky, but sunshine expected today. Possibility of showers and some storms later on this evening. We'll have a full look at the forecast as well as a look at headlines on the flip side of the break. Stand by. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app. Free in the App Store or Google Play. Live and local every day in Acadiana. And the only place you can voice your opinion on your favorite KPL shows. We're your home for news and talk in Acadiana. This is KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. The doubt of whether lawful procedures are being performed must be answered to restore the bonds between the community and police. The United States Department of Justice investigating Louisiana State Police. Daniel Phillips has a 40% chance of showers and a high of 92 today. Right now, 78 with a heat index of 86. For News Talk 96.5 KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. The Department of Justice looking into Louisiana State Police's alleged pattern or practice of turning a blind eye to the beatings of black men by troopers. This investigation comes amid a legislative inquiry into the beating death of Ronald Green at the hands of troopers in North Louisiana. U.S. Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark says Governor John Bell Edwards and other state officials are cooperating with the case. We are very pleased that Colonel Davis and the governor's office have pledged cooperation. With their support, we expect that we will be able to move forward with our investigation expeditiously. The state's cooperation will go a long way in ensuring that we are able to move forward in a timely manner. Now to the economy. Louisiana food banks are feeling the pinch of inflation. Brooke Thorrington has that story. To say that families are struggling, to say that the need continues to increase would be an understatement. Natasha Curley with Second Harvest in Louisiana says demand has been nonstop since COVID. Three devastating hurricanes and now the economy. She says they are having to depend on their national partners to meet the needs of Louisianians. And of course, we still do have people in the community who, even if they just have a little bit, are so, so willing to give. If you need food assistance, call 211 to find your local food bank. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Closer to home, the first phase of the Buchanan Street parking garage project is complete. That phase included the removal of the concrete panels on the side of the structure. The second phase will include elevators, stairwell, and lighting repairs. That work is expected to begin soon. Henderson is getting a water improvement grant. The Henderson 90 water system in St. Martin Parish will receive $4 million in state funds to consolidate six local water systems and invest in improvements. Those improvements include eliminating arsenic contamination problems and inadequate chlorine residuals. 
In state news, new details about a triple murder in Bastrop. David Grubb has the details. Shortly after midnight on Wednesday, shots rang out in the city of Bastrop, starting a flurry of calls to 911. Morehouse Parish Sheriff's Office Chief Deputy Jeremy Martis says a retired reserve deputy was the first to reach the scene. He heard the shots, turned the corner from Montgomery Avenue onto Bentley Street and found three young men laying in the street. Two victims were pronounced dead at the scene while the third died from his injuries at the hospital. A fourth victim escaped unharmed and helped identify one of the suspects, 18-year-old Eric and Rainwater. Also identified were Jaquarius Givens and John Rabin. According to police, Rainwater and Givens fired the fatal shots and both have been charged with three counts of first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. Rabin was charged with obstruction of justice. I'm David Grubb. At the state capitol, lobbyists at the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry say they're pleased with the results of the legislative session. Kevin Gallagher has that story. LABI President and CEO Stephen Wagesback says the passage of education savings accounts in the legislature will help parents of kids with special needs or those behind in reading. We think this is a smart, modern reform that reflects the needs on the ground today. LAB is glad the billions in one-time federal money flowing into Louisiana will be spent on road and bridge needs and paying down state debt. Those investments were long overdue and badly needed. But he regrets a bill to establish a centralized sales tax collection authority failed to pass again this year. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas will likely miss the training camp as he continues to recover from ankle injury. Head coach Dennis Allen says he's okay with Thomas sitting out. Yeah, I'm good with what Mike Thomas is. I would much rather him be 100% healthy and out here and all those kinds of things, but that's not where we're at right now. He is busting his tail to get himself ready to go, and I feel like he's making significant progress. I think I think mentally he's in a great place. You know, again, we're just going to let that process play out. Speaking of the Saints, running back Fred McAfee and wide receiver Devery Henderson are the latest inductees in the Saints Hall of Fame. McAfee was drafted by the Saints in 1991 as a running back. He had two two stints with the team. Those of us of a certain age remember him as a special teams player on the 2000 NFC Western Division Championship squad. was also part of that 1991 NFC West squad. He now works in the Saints front office. I always joke like, hey, this is Fred McAfee, ladies and gentlemen. He played 16 years in the NFL. 12 years longer than he should have. So, <laughs> so, but I fooled a lot of good coaches that I could play. And like I said, I'm so proud and so humbly honored to be up here with these guys. And uh, I, thank you. Devery Henderson is a native of Opelousas. He had his best year with the Saints during the 20, 2009 Super Bowl championship season. I just pride myself on being a good person and a good teammate. <clears throat> and uh, at the end of this journey, I just wanted everybody to say he did it the right way. Wasn't always pretty here, and uh, I've probably been on that on, <laughs> on the borderline as, as far as making the team or not a few times, but it all worked out. Texas wins, or excuse me, Oklahoma wins the college Women's College World Series. They beat Texas 10-5 to last night to sweep the championship series and win their sixth overall national title. It's also the second straight year in which the Sooners have won the Women's College World Series. Closer to home, UL will host next year's Sunbelt Conference softball tournament. This will be the sixth time Lamson Park hosts a tournament and the first time since 2018. Cajuns baseball coach Matt Deggs is reflecting on the 2022 season. Louisiana won the Sunbelt Championship and reached the NCAA Regional for the first time since 2016. Deck says this year's team laid the foundation to return the program to glory. To see that they were nine outs away from being in the championship game untouched and a regional, a tough regional at that, I think it's going to create an uh, atmosphere of expectation and, and hard work and uh, accountability and uh, all the stuff that goes along with a championship program. Mega Millions jackpot tonight worth $226 million. Powerball jackpot tomorrow night worth 228 
million dollars. The lotto at two million twenty-five thousand. The easy five at fifty thousand dollars. After someone won the jackpot on Wednesday, you are up to date. It's quarter to seven. Ian Ozan, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. Mostly sunny skies to get things started today, but showers and thunderstorms going to be arriving a little later on. They'll still be pop-up in nature. We'll go with about a 40% chance for a little bit of rain. I wouldn't cancel any of your plans this evening, but I would keep an eye on the radar. Overnight lows tonight going to be in the upper 70s after highs today get to about 92. A couple hefty thunderstorms going to be possible, although we should start to clear up by tomorrow and then isolated showers tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Thank you, Daniel. Son, right now it is 79 degrees with a heat index of 86 at the KPAL studio. News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Right now, traffic. Still working that crash with injuries on Ambassador at Ridge Road. Two other items popping up on the big board this morning. We have a crash, 5,000 block of the Northwest Evangeline Thruway. It's a crash with injuries. And trying to pull up the map, uh, there's a crash uh, with a vehicle fire at mile marker 7 on I-49. That's near LA-182, exit 7. That's 182, just north of Karen Crow in Lafayette. Trying to get a, an exact location of the 5,000 block of the Northeast Evangeline Thruway. But based on what I know of that address, it's somewhere near mile marker 7. So two incidents there. Be careful just north of Karen Crow. If you see something we missed, 337-232-1542. We're back on Acadiana's Morning News at 648. Just check the map. Uh, after further review, I was wrong. That crash is at the interchange of I-10 and I-49. If you're coming off the eastbound ramp, you're coming off one of the ramps going south towards New Iberia, off of I-10 to the Evangeline Thruway, that's where that crash is. So be careful. The crash is at the Ambassador Caffrey at Ridge, vehicle fire near the I-10, I-49 interchange, and a crash with injuries near exit 7 on I-49, just north of Karen Crow. Let's go to the phone line. Good morning. You're on Acadiana's Morning News. Yeah, that wreck on the through, uh, excuse me, on I-49? Yeah. It's on the southbound service road. So it's a southbound service road. It's not on the interstate proper. No, southbound service road, north of 182 exit. Perfect. That's good to know. So just north of 182 before the St. Landry Parish line on the southbound side. Service road. Yes, sir. On the service road. Perfect. That's what we needed. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for being our eyes and ears. Nope. No problem, sir. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. And there you go. That's why we say, if you see something we may have missed, call us at 337-232-1542. That gentleman called in and gave us information that we couldn't gather based on the map. So, an instant update. That crash north of Karen Crow, just north of LA 182, is on the southbound service road, just north of the exit, between the Lafayette-St. Landry Parish lines. So if you're on I-49 proper, you're good. Just don't rubberneck and slow traffic down. But if you're on the service road, you might run into some problems. In fact, you may want to take the interstate to the nearest exit, to the next exit, whether it's 7 or 11, depending on where you need to go, and then just circle back and take the service road just to avoid the crash. But again, our appreciation to that caller. Thank you, sir, for checking in with us. Again, that crash... I-49 South Service Road, 
just north of LA 182 and just south of the St. Landry uh, Parish line. 337-232-1542 is the phone number. Coming up in the next hour, Eddie Longlinay with Vermilion Crime Stoppers will join us in the bottom of the hour. And, of course, at the top of the hour, Caleb Morse, the rustic renegade, will be here to tell us the latest in the world of firearms. All that and a bag of chips coming up this morning on Acadiana's Morning News and coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Jay Walker will be joining us on the air. In fact, Caleb is walking in right now. Jay Walker will join us on the air. One of our secret squirrels reminding us, if you like uh, car racing this weekend, Indy Race will be on, uh, let's see, hold on, let's see, no, 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 no uh, Indy Race this week, that's from last week. 24 Hours of Le Mans is this weekend, it's on Motor Trend TV, for those of you who get into that. That starts tomorrow, continues through Sunday. The Azerbaijan Grand Prix is this week, uh, this weekend as well. Our secret scroll says Baku is a beautiful city. It is 651. I've never been, but I've heard the same thing, Secret Squirrel. Azerbaijan, that is a great international name to say. It's 651. We'll pause for a break. We're back after this on Acadiana's Morning News on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. In the ongoing high-stakes drama starring Elon Musk versus Twitter, the stare-down is over. Twitter blinked. And now perhaps we'll all get to see Twitter's long-hidden and most guarded secret. How many Twitter users are real and how many are phony? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure your online data and get an extra three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. That's been Musk's question all along. How many tweets are sent by bots? How many messages are spam? Twitter long claimed that the number was fewer than 5%. But Twitter refused to provide proof. And that rightfully caused further suspicion that the company withheld the data out of concern for what Musk and the public will uncover. Twitter seems not to be confident in its own public spam estimates. Forcing Twitter to finally release all their user data is a major Musk victory, and it just may be quite eye-opening for you and for me. I post breaking tech news 24-7 at my website. That's commando.com. Some things are inevitable, like allergy season. But while you can't avoid it, you can at least save on your prescription allergy medications by checking GoodRx. With GoodRx, you can compare prescription prices at over 70,000 pharmacies to help you find the best price. And you can find discounts of up to 80%. GoodRx is recommended by doctors, pharmacists, and millions of people across the country who have saved on their prescriptions. Speaking of millions of people, over 24 million used GoodRx just last year to save on their medications. You can too whether that's on your allergy meds or other prescriptions. And remember, even if you have insurance, you could actually beat your prescription copay price. For simple, smart savings on your prescriptions, check GoodRx. Go to GoodRx.com slash Kim. That's GoodRx.com slash Kim. GoodRx.com slash Kim. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance, Medicare and Medicaid. In 2021, GoodRx users saved 81% on retail prescription prices. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. 
We're getting the latest read this morning on a key concern for a lot of Americans, inflation. The Consumer Price Index is expected to show inflation remained elevated in May, with prices surging 8.3% from the previous year, unchanged from April, but still near a 40-year high that was hit in March. Categories which dug deep into consumers' pockets, gas, food, and other necessities. And we're getting the price tag for those Russian sanctions, according to the Wall Street Journal. Almost a thousand Western businesses have pledged to exit or cut operations in Russia. And now global companies have racked up more than 59 billion in losses from their Russian operations with more financial pain ahead as sanctions hit the economy and sales and shutdowns continue. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Rising home values mean that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about their smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. The Capitol riot goes prime time. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. What I saw was just a, a war scene. Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards testifying before the House Committee investigating last year's riot. She suffered a head injury. I was pushed backwards. And my foot caught the stair behind me, and I, uh, my chin hit the handrail, and then I, at that point, I had blacked out. They also played new footage of Trump supporters storming in with the Democratic chairman calling an attempted coup. Committee Vice Chair Republican Liz Cheney says former President Trump oversaw a seven-part plan to overturn the 2020 election. President Trump engaged in a massive effort to spread false and fraudulent information. The committee says it will make that case with new evidence over the course of several more hearings planned over the next few weeks. Fox's Jared Halpern at the Capitol. Most other Republican lawmakers call the investigation political and last night's hearing theater. Congressman Jim Banks tells Fox. The entire point behind this process is to prosecute Donald Trump for crimes that he did not commit. We all know this is a sham. The school police chief in Uvalde, Texas, under scrutiny for the response to last month's elementary school massacre, is telling his side of the story. Pete Arredondo told the Texas Tribune he was in the school and tried dozens of keys to get into a classroom that had a fortified door they couldn't kick in. And he says he assumed someone else was in command of the scene, not him. A man's in custody in Maryland the day after police say he shot four co-workers at Columbia Machine in Smithsburg, killing three of them. He then drove away. State Police Lieutenant Colonel Bill Doffelmeyer. When the troopers went to stop the vehicle, the suspect immediately started firing multiple rounds at the troopers. The gunman was wounded, so was one of those troopers who was said to be doing well. We'll get an update on inflation later this hour. May's consumer price surge. Gas at another record high overnight. AAA has regular averaging 4.98 a gallon. America's listening to Fox News. 
I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. The military now has a second crash to investigate in as many days. Naval Air Facility El Centro in Southern California is saying a military aircraft crashed Thursday north of Yuma, Arizona. But officials say all four of the air crew on board have survived. One was hospitalized with a non-life-threatening injury. This crash comes on the heels of a wreck Wednesday when a Marine Osprey crashed east of San Diego County. All five Marines on board were killed. Both crashes are under investigation. Jill Nato, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures have been mixed this morning. They're down for the Dow, up for the NASDAQ. This before the inflation report, which would change market sentiment. The day after a big sell-off, the Dow plunged more than 600 points. The NASDAQ lost more than 300. They'll soon tee off in London again today, round two of the first event of a controversial new golf league that has taken some players off the PGA Tour. Sergio Garcia says he isn't sweating a ban from the PGA Tour that came down Thursday in indefinite suspension for golfers who defected to the Live Golf Invitational Series. I'm very happy where I am, and uh, you know I'm excited. To, I'm excited for this tour. The announcement coming as the Live Series teed off in its debut event in London, while the PGA Tour got the Canadian Open underway, where Rory McIlroy came to the defense of Commissioner Jay Monahan's decision. All he's doing is is basically going by the book. And I think the, the majority of the membership that, that are here this week and that haven't uh, went and played elsewhere really appreciate that. Wyndham Clark, the leader at the Canadian Open at seven under par. Charles Schwartzel and his team, Stinger GC, on top of the leaderboard in the Live Series. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. In the NHL playoffs, the Tampa Bay Lightning scored two goals in the final two minutes to beat the New York Rangers 3-1. The two-time defending Stanley Cup champions now lead the Eastern Conference final three games to two. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Doubt of whether lawful procedures are being performed must be answered to restore the bonds between the community and police. The United States Department of Justice investigating Louisiana State Police. It is 7.08 in the morning. Let's take a look at the thermometer and see where we are right now. It is now 79 degrees with a heat index of 87. Some showers east of Baton Rouge, but radar crystal clear over Acadiana. A full look at the forecast coming up in a few minutes. For News Talk 96.5 KPL, I'm Ian Ozan. The United States Department of Justice looking into Louisiana State Police's alleged pattern or practice of turning a blind eye to beatings of black men by troopers. 
This investigation comes amid a legislative inquiry into the beating death of Ronald Green at the hands of troopers in North Louisiana. United States Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark says Governor John Bell Edwards and other state officials are cooperating with the case. We are very pleased that Colonel Davis and the governor's office have pledged cooperation. With their support, we expect that we will be able to move forward with our investigation expeditiously. The state's cooperation will go a long way in ensuring that we are able to move forward in a timely manner. To the economy, Louisiana food banks are feeling the pinch of inflation. Brooke Thorrington has that story. To say that families are struggling, to say that the need continues to increase would be an understatement. Natasha Curley with Second Harvest in Louisiana says demand has been nonstop since COVID. Three devastating hurricanes and now the economy. She says they are having to depend on their national partners to meet the needs of Louisianians. And of course, we still do have people in the community who, even if they just have a little bit, are so, so willing to give. If you need food assistance, call 211 to find your local food bank. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Closer to home, the first phase of the Buchanan Street parking garage project is complete. And phase included the removal of the concrete panels on the side of the structure. Phase two will include elevator, stairwell, and lighting repairs. That work expected to begin soon. Henderson is getting a water improvement grant. The Henderson 90 water system will receive $4 million in state funds to consolidate six local water systems and invest in improvements. Those improvements include eliminating arsenic contamination problems and inadequate chlorine residuals. In sports, New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas will likely miss training camp as he continues to recover from ankle surgery. Head coach Dennis Allen says he's okay with Thomas sitting out. Yeah, I'm good with what Mike Thomas is. I would much rather him be 100% healthy and out here and all those kinds of things, but that's not where we're at right now. He is busting his tail to get himself ready to go, and I feel like he's making significant progress. I think, I think mentally he's in a great place. You know, again, we're just going to let that process play out. Opelousa's native Devery Henderson will be a member of the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. Henderson will join Fred McAfee in the class of 2022. Henderson had his best year with the Saints during the 2009 Super Bowl championship season. I just pride myself on being a good person and a good teammate. And uh, at the end of this journey, I just wanted everybody to say he did it the right way. It wasn't always pretty here, and uh, I've probably been on that on the, on the borderline as far as making the team or not a few times, but it all worked out. Oklahoma is your college softball national champion. The Sooners beat Texas 10-5 to to win the Women's College World Series last night. It's Oklahoma's sixth overall national softball title, their second straight national championship. Closer to home, the University of Louisiana will host next year's Sunbelt Conference Softball Tournament. It's the sixth time Lamson Park will play host to the tournament, and the first time since 2018. Louisiana Raging Cajuns baseball coach Matt Deggs is reflecting on the 2022 season. Louisiana won the Sunbelt Championship and reached the NCAA Regionals for the first time since 2016. Deggs says this year's team laid the foundation to return the program to glory. To see that they were nine outs away from being in the championship game untouched and a regional, a tough regional at that, I think it's going to create a uh, atmosphere of expectation and, and hard work and uh, accountability and uh, all the stuff that goes along with a championship program. Mega Millions jackpot tonight worth $226 million. Powerball jackpot tomorrow worth $228 million. Lotto tomorrow, $2,025,000, easy five. At $50,000. Caleb Morse is here. The Rustic Renegade with Firearms Friday coming up in just a few minutes. It is 712 going on 713. You're up to date. Ian Ozan, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. 
Mostly sunny skies to get things started today, but showers and thunderstorms going to be arriving a little later on. They'll still be pop-up in nature. We'll go with about a 40% chance for a little bit of rain. I wouldn't cancel any of your plans this evening, but I would keep an eye on the radar. Overnight lows tonight going to be in the upper 70s after highs today get to about 92. A couple hefty thunderstorms going to be possible, although we should start to clear up by tomorrow and then isolated showers tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on Newstalk 96.5 KPAL. Thank you, Daniel. 79 degrees with a heat index of 87 on the back porch. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Big board is clear right now. Those, right now, those crashes that we saw earlier no longer on the border. There's something we've missed. Call us 337-232-1542. Our Salute to America is brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing Louisiana. And now, our national anthem. Seven nineteen in the morning on Acadiana's Morning News. It's a Friday. I'm Ian Ozan. He's Caleb Morse, the rustic renegade on the Evangeline Thruway, just behind uh, the Wild Wings place. You also can throw an axe at a target over there, can't you? <laughs> you sure can. And uh, in, in this morning, uh, something that uses that kind of energy is probably more at my alley. I need something to wake <laughs> me up today. Both of us were yawning during the commercial break. We need something stronger than coffee this morning. If anybody has any uh, ideas of something that's legal and stronger yeah. than coffee, Le- please legal, let us know. Legal being the opportune word. Yes, exactly. We don't want anybody coming over here and uh, dropping off anything that might get us arrested. Uh, of course, the big story this week, the Uvalde shooting, the hearings, the House passing a gun control bill. For those who missed it, what's all in this bill? So uh, this bill in it is restricting the age of purchasing a semi-automatic rifle. Uh, so they're, they're still saying, or they're trying to separate the classifications of firearms. Right now you have handguns and long guns as, as the main two categories of firearms. Handguns include revolvers and pistols. Uh, long guns include uh, rifles and shotguns. 
Mm-hmm. Well, now they're saying they should have a separate classification for semi-automatic fire, semi-automatic rifles, uh, and they're wanting to push the the legal age to purchase that semi-automatic rifle to 21. Uh, also, in there is a 15 round magazine capacity restriction, mm-hmm. uh, and then they want to restrict some different forms of ammunition. Uh, they're looking at potential taxes. Uh, the potential tax didn't pass on this bill. That one is, is still on the floor being discussed. Uh, and then there's probably two or three other measures, which I'm still trying to find out the data on exactly what went through. We'll see as it goes to the Senate. Um, I'm not really sure what's going to actually pass the Senate. Uh, but I do believe we, we, we definitely have a lot of legislation coming down the, uh, down the wire right now. The separation of the semi-automatic guns versus your typical long rifles. I think for me is something, and this is me freestyling here. I'm amazed that it hadn't been done yet. Because when you think of your typical shotgun, your typical rifle, you Mm. think hunting. You think protecting your home for those who like using long uh, weapons for that particular purpose. A semi-automatic weapon, though, in my mind, is a gun of war. This is something where, again, this is someone who's never served in the military, Mm. someone who is not a firearms expert or enthusiast as you are. I don't see the need for having one. And that's one of the big arguments that those in the Congress and others fighting for this separation and for an outright ban of these is said, why why does someone need this? So from someone who's been in the military and someone now as a civilian uh, business owner, is there a purpose, a legitimate purpose for a civilian to own a what some call a weapon of war. Well, so a weapon of war would be a machine gun at that point. The military, their versions of these rifles, uh, they shoot more than one round with each pull of the trigger, right? So you have three-round bursts is what the Army uses. Uh, I think the Marine Corps uses three-round bursts as well. The Navy, I believe, have, has traditional full auto. Uh, the semi-automatic is one pull of trigger, one shot. Let off the trigger, reset, pull back on the trigger, one shot. Um, and the ones that we're talking about specifically, AR-15s, uh, or a smaller caliber. It's a 223. So to put that in perspective, that, that's a 22 caliber projectile where the grain, the weight of the bullet is a thousand grains per pound. Mm-hmm. Traditional 223 is 55 grains. So very, very minuscule. We have other, other calibers of your traditional hunting rifle. Let's call it, let's say a 270, which is popular down here. You're looking at 150 grains. So three times as heavy does much more damage, but in most instances, are a bolt-action firearm. With semi-autos, target practicing, it, it definitely increases the ability to target practice. And you look down, down here where hogs are becoming a problem. Last year, uh, an acquaintance of mine killed approximately 1,300 hogs. 1,300 hogs in the state of Louisiana with semi-automatic rifles. He could probably, realistically, he might have been able to kill two-thirds of that with a bolt-action or even lever-action firearm. So it definitely helps on that side of it. And it's not so much as is, is there a, a reason we have a legal ability and a legal reason to be able to buy it mm-hmm. and own it, just like with your car. Uh, you know, my F-250 has got, I'm going to make a number up because I really have no clue how much horsepower it is. But, you know, we'll, we'll call it 350 horsepower. Mm-hmm. Do you need 350 horsepower to go average speed around here of 55, which our roads don't even support 55 very well. So let's call it 45. Do our roads support 45 well either? Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess on this side, when you start getting up toward Eddie's territory in St. Landry Parish, it, <laughs> might a little, it might get a little rough. Hey, in their defense, at least they fixed their roads over the last 15 true, years. True, true. So it, it's, it's, do you always need it? We can come up with a need. You know, you can, you can justify almost any need. 
but it's also does it have to be or need to be restricted? Um, someone can go in and do damage with anything. And, and that's, that's what I think we as a people need to understand and realize is that we need to look at more than just the tool that's used. We need to look at the societal problems we have, the systemic problems we have, the, the breakdown in the medical community uh, for reporting certain things. There's a lot that, that goes into this whole debate. Um, and I think that looking just at the firearm side of it is very one-sided. And one of the reasons why all we can do is look at that part is because Congress, in its infinite wisdom, has prevented the CDC from mm. studying firearms deaths, the causes. Are they suicide? Are they homicide? What, what, what are the exact statistics? We don't know because well, the, the FBI, Congress the FBI, has prohibited for, uh, the CDC from studying it as a health issue. As a health issue, yes. Now, the FBI does a lot of studies uh, on this, and they put out the Uniform Code of uh, Criminal Activity. Now, in that... Even in this one where the FBI has, is supposed to get reporting from all the law enforcement agencies, we have about a 65 to 68 percent reporting ratio, meaning that 65 to 68 percent of the law enforcement agencies in the United States report data to the FBI. On, and 32 percent don't. And 32 don't. So we, we do see some skewed numbers because of that. You know, we have to assume there are others. But in that last year, I want to say and. and I might be wrong on the total number, uh, but on long guns, which is this is what confuses me. But long guns, we'll call the number twelve hundred. It was like one thousand one hundred eighty-three deaths via long guns. Okay, over eighty percent of those are suicides. Eighty percent of them are suicides. Uh, the FBI doesn't break down that data. It takes a little bit more to get into it and find that data. Uh, but we're talking about something that we're talking about regulating semi-automatic firearms, semi-automatic long guns, right now, where we had, we'll call it 1,200 deaths related to those. Well, you had 13,000 plus with handguns. Now, I'm not saying we should, we should restrict handgun use or access or anything either. I'm just saying that if we look at it logically, we wouldn't be saying, hey, let's look at semi-automatic long gun legislation. We would say if we look at the numbers, we should look at handgun regulation. But instead, we're, as a nation, jumping out of fear and saying these are bad, these are scary, and not looking at real data. Because even when you look at overall numbers, 1,200 versus 13,000, together, we'll call it 15,000, 15,000 deaths. Out of over 150,000 deaths in homicides last year, that's to do with, do with other forms of, of us killing one another, be it battering people with a car, which is on the list but not very high, but hammers, screwdrivers, knives, and blunt objects kill more people than firearms combined so if, if we really want to start addressing problems it would be well let's address the human problem let's figure out what's going on and even with that when we look at the mental aspect of it i've talked to a lot of people that say well we should go through and we should identify individuals that are more susceptible to causing someone else harm there was a movie with tom cruise in it years ago i don't remember the name of the movie but it, was, it had something called the precogs and these people would be they had a telepathic ability and or they could see the future, and they would say, hey, you know, Ian, on January 13th of 2027, you're going to have a, psych a psychotic break and do something bad. So they would arrest you five years in advance for a crime you didn't commit. So if we try to figure out how we, how we curb this and what the root problem of it is, at the end of the day, even if someone is more susceptible to cause harm, we can restrict access, we can slow things down, 
But we have to help that individual. We can't just strip them of their rights because they are potentially dangerous. You know, we all have the potential to cause harm to everyone else. We've been we've been killing one another since Cain and Abel. And unfortunately, we still haven't figured out a way to, to solve that issue. As someone who's been in the military, as someone who deals in the gun business now, would you support Congress allowing the CDC to study the mental health side of gun violence? I would like to see them be able to study the problem that they're going to run, in, run into. And I, I think that the main reason Congress restricts it, it's a, it's a HIPAA violation for a lot of it. So... When you look at the data that comes through on, on that kind of stuff. Not necessarily if they restrict the names of the people. Yeah, they, they would have the to cases. redact it. They would have to redact it. I think that at that point it would give them, it would give us and, and researchers the ability to kind of dig into it. Uh, and I think that the firearm community would be, pro- I don't want to say probably, but you would see more data that comes out in support of what we've been talking about. Uh, that the vast majority, over 80% of all homicides, because, uh, you know, suicide is a homicide. Uh, there's just no one left to bring to court afterwards. Um, the vast majority of firearm violence we see is is suicides. And unfortunately, the state of Louisiana, I know, I know quite a bit about veteran suicide ratios here in Louisiana. Uh, 90% of all homicides, 90% of all suicides in Louisiana are, are done. This, we're talking, I'm talking veteran suicide. That's the data I know. is with a firearm, with a handgun. Uh, because it tends to be the easy route to go is what it is. Um, so the data, the data, some of the data is there. And I think that if the CDC would be able to look into it and if we'd sit down and look at the numbers, we'd be astonished and realize that we've, we've got a pretty big mental health problem in the United States. I'm going to ask you this. I know you're not exactly a law enforcement expert, but you've worked in the military. And you, you have some idea of this. Some of the images that we've seen in Baton Rouge and New Orleans, especially with mm-hmm. these uh, car meets that have popped up, in a few of the videos we've seen people with ARs mm-hmm. with handguns, some of them with other long rifles. And I'd imagine that many, if not all of these, were stolen. How can we keep guns out of the hands of underage people, but also out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them, i.e. those who don't own them? So with that, a thief is a thief, okay? If you, you know, they, I'm sure you heard the saying, locks keep an honest man honest. Right. So the vast majority of firearms stolen in Louisiana are stolen from a vehicle. That would be the first thing. Don't leave your firearms in your vehicle overnight. Don't leave them stored in your vehicle or everything else. So that means you have to plan ahead. Um, whenever you travel and you think, hey, I'm going to stop and, and get fuel or I'm going to stop uh, at this hotel overnight. If that hotel's a firearm-free zone and you've got a firearm in your, in your car and you can't bring it inside, now you're forced to leave it in your vehicle. So we have a lot of things that prohibit us from safely transporting our firearms because of a lack of, of information and knowledge beforehand. Even if we restrict access more, it's still going to happen. We'll never curb it. And that's one of the things that really upsets me. When I say curb it, I apologize. We'll never 100% prevent it. I, I abhor the violence that we're seeing right now. I think it's horrible. We've been seeing this violence for as long as the United States have existed and long before then. But it, 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 hurt, it hurts me to my core. When someone, say, when someone says, when I see Congress and, and everyone else talk about this, and they say, well, any, it's worth every cost. We'll stop at 100%. The goal is zero. The dream is zero. The goal is one less. Because if we can get one less today, we can get one less tomorrow. Then we get one less the next day. We'll never get to zero. Because evil will always find a way. So 
I don't think that we should have to regulate forcing people to put locks on their firearms. I don't think we should have to regulate, hey, you have to go out and buy this safe or this lockbox. Because what's going to happen with that is what we saw in California. When California said, hey, you as firearm owners have to lock them up, have to, all of a sudden, safe companies came in, they lobbied and petitioned the California government and said, hey, my safe is better. Left-hand safe is better than right-hand safe. Why? Well, because left-hand makes it and because we're going to give you a kickback if you do this. Well, you can't call it a kickback and be legal, but you can you can go back and pay like not uh, a campaign know, contribution, a campaign contribution or a or portion to the state off of using like a state contract. So if you're if your uh, safe gets put on state contract, because it's one of the approved ones for the public to buy or anything else, the state can get a portion of the proceeds off of that. So now we've seen in California is instead of having we'll call it a hundred, there are more than that, but a hundred safe manufacturers that are approved, you've got six. So then you get you you end up at that point restricting the market and forcing someone to do business with someone else. So I don't think we should mandate what kind of safe or anything else. I think we should educate. Years ago, we had the we had the Eddie Eagle program in schools. If you look in the twenties, thirties, forties, we had programs where we taught firearm safety, firearm education, that kind of thing in schools. And we we didn't necessarily have less shootings. We had more shootings back then. We the world was more violent. Back then, we hear about it more now. Our crime, when you look at the crime numbers of violent crime or, or, or violent crime, it's been going down, down for a long time. We're seeing an uptick in firearm-related violent crime right now, but violent crime as a whole has been going down. And even our, our firearm portion is still lower than it was 30 years ago. So the numbers are there. Unfortunately, there, there's certain things that, that we can do to prevent things more such as storing your firearms, such as training the youth that we have. And it's, it's simply helping your fellow American and helping people out. We'll pick up the conversation here next Friday. Caleb Morse with the Rustic Renegade. Evangeline Thruway behind Buffalo Wild Wings. What's the exact address for those looking for you? 2842 Northeast Evangeline Thruway. 2842. They've got coffee. They've got soap. They have guns, too. And axes, if you want to throw them. Just don't throw them at anybody else. Y'all don't throw them at anybody else, right? I've wanted to. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I've wanted to, but no, no, not, not yet. Well, there you go. Caleb Morris, the rustic renegade on Evangeline Thruway, just off the Pondy Mutaw exit. Go check him out. Caleb, as always, it's a pleasure. Hopefully you find that something stronger than coffee today. I'll be looking forward to hearing about five minutes. Sounds good, brother. It's 735. Eddie Longlinay is here. He's next on Acadiana's Morning News. The loudest voices on the biggest issues. We're listening to your concerns. And that's why it's so important for us to say that we hear you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at matthew-james.com. Mostly sunny skies to get things started today, but showers and thunderstorms going to be arriving a little later on. They'll still be pop-up in nature. We'll go with about a 40% chance for a little bit of rain. I wouldn't cancel any of your plans this evening, but I would keep an eye on the radar. Overnight lows tonight going to be in the upper 70s after highs today get to about 92. A couple hefty thunderstorms going to be possible, although we should start to clear up by tomorrow. And then isolated showers tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. If you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, 
that'll save space in your cabinet. To learn more, visit simplegreen.com. I'm cool like that. 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 I'm cool. 7.43 on Friday morning, June the 10th of 2022. This is Acadiana's Morning News, and they are cool like that. Eddie Longlinay, Ron, uh, excuse me, Roderick New Darby. I cannot get the words out this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning. How's, how's it going? Morning. Well, if I can spit the words out, it'll be better. Uh, that's, uh, that's my problem right now. It's a Friday. My brain is slow. The coffee's not strong enough, and I, I just have to figure out a way to survive the next hour and 15 minutes. Uh, again, I commend you for doing what you do because I could not do it. Oh, it happens. Roderick New Darby, this is your second time on the air with this. Eddie got you to come back. Either you liked it that much or you're nuts. <laughs> I love it. I'm passionate. There you go. So let's start with you. You have an event coming up this week in Vermilion Parish. Of course, you're heavily invested in the community, but also in the youth in the community. So what do you have going on uh, this week? Um, a childhood friend of mine who played for the Baltimore Ravens, his name is Anthony Levine Jr., uh, Sr., um, is hosting a family fun day um, at the middle school. And it's going to be inflatable games, uh, food, and just a family fun day going on this weekend, tomorrow. And it's starting at 12 to 4 p.m. Um, so we have that going on tomorrow. We want everybody in the community to come out. You know, um, yeah, I'm heavily invested in the community and just bringing everybody together. And, you know, whatever I can do to support whatever is going on in my community, no matter who is by, you know, I want to make sure that we do our part. And Roderick, you have, this is not the first event that you've done, but this is the first time that I can think of where you have a name like an Anthony Levine coming in, as you mentioned, play for the Baltimore Ravens. It's not just a day to keep kids off the street, but to show them that there are people from their own backyard who've left town and have become successful. Why is it so important for friends like uh, Anthony to come back to show the kids, look, I did it, you can too. It, it, it's a good way to show the kids that there's hope, that there is still an opportunity for them to change their mindset, their lifestyle, and their grades around. If they just do what is needed of them, they can also be successful like Anthony Levine. And, of course, he's just one of a handful of people who've come out of Abbeville and Vermilion Parish who have gone on to bigger and better things, whether it be on the local level, the state level, or on the national and international level. And it's not just athletics as well. You think of Sammy Kershaw on the music front. You think of, uh, was it Corinne who was on uh, The Voice yeah. and has uh, gone on to have a, a career in the music industry? Yeah. There's so many other people that have come out of Abbeville and Vermilion Parish to where it's, it's amazing that we... We see them on occasion, but I don't think we see them enough. So how do we start changing that tide and getting more people to come back, even if it's just a visit for a few days, just to show the community, hey, look at us. Um, and that's where my I come in as far as creating these opportunities. So as I create more opportunities, it gives them an opportunity to show up. And everything that we're doing in the community, we want people to show up. It's easy for somebody to donate money. We want your time. There's a difference between money and time. People want to experience your love. They can't experience it if you always just hand in a dollar. We want to see the person behind the dollar. 
We want to see the person behind the basket, the, don- the basket or the fruit basket or whatever we're doing in the community. You know, we want to see the support, you know, let the kids recognize the love that is from the community. And so that's where I come in with all of these events is to be able to give people an opportunity to show up. And that's awesome. The fact that you are giving them that outlet is is an amazing thing. So that's noon to four tomorrow. You mentioned the middle school. Is that uh, J uh, J H Williams? J H Williams Middle School. Yes, sir. And so next weekend um, on June the eighteenth, we're going back to the nursing home again. Nice. It's for Father's Day. You remember we talked about what we done for Mother's Day and Easter and Eddie and we had a bunch of other people from the community, uh, local government, um, local citizens participate in that event. And we're doing it again for the fathers. So we want people to come out, bring fruit baskets, show your face. You know, these people love kids. You know, when we went, they talked about the kids. Oh, my God, I just love these little kids. They wanted to hug everybody's kid and just show love. That's what we're about in the community. And that's where the time comes in, especially when you're dealing with the elderly in the nursing home. There are times where even their own families don't come to visit. So any little bit of time you can give, not just during Mother's Day, Father's Day, but any time during the year, that time is certainly critical and important. Yeah, it is. And, you know, when people don't feel like they have a purpose in life, that is your purpose to serve. You know, and you can serve in the smallest way possible, just showing up and just spending an afternoon with the elderly person in the nursing home. And so, like, again, I said, I want to be able to continue to create these opportunities so people can say they have a purpose. They have an assignment. And no matter what they have to do to create the time, they're going to make sure that they show up. Absolutely. If anybody wants more information about what you're doing, about some of these community events, where can they find you, Roger? Um, They can find us on Facebook, the Vermilion Reach Group. Um, on Facebook. Um, also, they can give us a call. Um, my number is 337-517-2685. Um, another lady of mine uh, that is supporting us, her name is Haley Wiggins. Her number is 337-277-7121. And you can reach either one of us. And that's the Reach Group on Facebook and those numbers one more time. Uh, my number, Roderick New Darby, is 337-517-2685. Haley Wiggins is 337-277-7121. Now, New, don't go anywhere just yet because, of course, he came in here with Eddie Longlinay. He's here with Vermilion Parish Crime Stoppers. You two do some work together in trying to bridge the the gap between law enforcement and the community. So, Eddie, well, any uh, what's Crime Stoppers doing with News Group and in trying to get out and reach the community? Well, actually, uh, New and I, we've talked about uh, maybe uh, hosting some type of event that would um, pretty much uh, force people to work together to, uh, you know, form some type of team to where they have to do some type of teamwork and from different parts of the community, from different parts of, of the government, from the sheriff's office, fire department, but make them work together uh, for a, a common goal. And that is going to, um, to us, to new and I, is going to make uh, relationships a lot stronger in our area. And making those relationships strong is certainly a big thing when it comes to Crime Stoppers because it relies on the public helping law enforcement That's correct. find these people. And speaking of, you got one who's not exactly the sharpest tool in the shed as our uh, criminal of the week. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. So uh, the sheriff's office uh, spotted somebody uh, on the street uh, who was in a car, and he uh, he was wanted for some minor uh, charges, minor uh, warrants. And when they went to get him, he... He fled, and uh, not only did he flee, he crashed his car. He went through uh, 
through a fence. He went, uh, uh, he, he knocked over a ramp, a handicap ramp, and he lodged his vehicle underneath the, uh, the front part of his vehicle underneath the mobile home. So at this point, the sheriff's office is looking for Mr. Oh, let me find it. Mr. Colby Como. Uh, we featured him uh, last night, and he's going to be on the air today. Uh, Mr. Como uh, is wanted for one felony count of possession of Schedule Two CDS cocaine, one misdemeanor count of possession of drug paraphernalia, one misdemeanor count of resisting an officer, one felony count of aggravated criminal damage to property, one misdemeanor count of operating a vehicle while license is suspended, three misdemeanor counts of running stop signs and or yield signs, and one misdemeanor count of reckless operation of a vehicle. Uh, he was last, uh, his last known address was on Miles Street in Abbeville. He's described as a 38-year-old black male, uh, brown eyes, black hair, stands 5 foot 9 inches tall, weighs approximately 140 pounds. So if anybody has information on Mr. Como's whereabouts, uh, they can contact Crime Stoppers at 740-TIPS or download and log on to the P3 app to report their tips anonymously. And that's the big thing. The P3 app makes it simple to report crimes and report uh, anything you see. It's uh, important. If you see something, say something. That's uh, the motto of uh, many of Crime Stopper programs across the U.S. and certainly holds true here in Vermilion Parish. That's correct. And also we have... We're talking about fun things going on in the parish. We have one other thing besides news uh, project that he's working on. They also have Vermillion Parish uh, First Responders Day. And that's at Palmetto State Park. There's going to be a cook-off and some uh, fun events going on there as well. So uh, when you go to news thing, when you leave news pro- project that he's working on, then go to Palmetto State Park and so support our, our uh, firefighters and law enforcement. The event at Palmetto State Park starts when? Uh, now you got me. Uh, it starts early in the morning, but uh, it's a cook-off, so it's, uh, the cooking teams are going to be cooking like from 10 to 12, and then I'm guessing the uh, 12 o'clock is going to be the judging. So there you go. Go check out new at J.H. Williams uh, Middle School, the uh, the fun event that his program is putting on. That event again is? It's um, a fun day, family fun day, sponsored by Anthony Levine uh, Sr., and next weekend, you know, come and come out and show your support at these local nursing homes, East Ridge, Maisons, and Vermilion Healthcare. We also have some local barbers that will be donating their services to cut a few of the residents' hair that weekend as well. So we're getting a lot of local support, and we just one big family there in Vermilion Parish. Yes, indeed, and that's the beautiful thing. And uh, you mentioned the family part of it. When you have a community that's as tight-knit as Vermilion Parish coming in, giving back, whether it's to people in their own neighborhood, law enforcement, whatever the case is, it certainly helps to have that tight-knit bond that Vermilion Parish and the city of Abbeville has. Roderick New Darby, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll do it again soon. Uh, you're wearing a shirt. You, uh, while you're here, we may as well Soulful Eats in uh, Abbeville, correct? Correct. So I'm also a local business owner in Abbeville. <laughs> Soul Food, come see us. There you go. So if you're in Abbeville, check out Soul Food. So when you go, tell them uh, we sent you. Also, I have the time uh, for Saturday. Somebody uh, they, they corrected there me on go. it. It's from uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. 9 to 3. So or there you go. Start at Palmetto State Park, then head over to J.H. Williams and see New and uh, and his event over there. So you can start at Palmetto, get a scenic view, and then head over to J.H. Williams and uh, conclude your day with the family fun day. There you go. Now you have your weekend schedule. 
As always, gentlemen, we appreciate it. Roderick New Darby, Eddie Longlinay, Vermillion Crime Stoppers. Gentlemen, thank you both. We appreciate it. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, everybody. It's 7.54 in the morning. Another hot one on tap today. Daniel Phillips says a 40% chance of showers late today. Some storms possible with a high of around 94 degrees. Heat indices will be reaching the triple digits once again today. So if you're going to be outside and working, make sure you have a lot of water. Make sure you get uh, some time inside the air condition because it is going to be hot, hot, hot all day today. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Jay Walker will be here. We'll do a recap of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns baseball season and also a recap of Raging Cajuns athletics as a whole. We also still have those tickets to give away. We've not forgotten about them. We still have those passes to the 25th annual Cachada Powwow happening in Kinder this weekend. Starts tonight, continues tomorrow. Those passes will get you in all throughout the weekend. So make sure you're listening. We will be giving those away coming up in just a little bit. It's 7.55. American Ground Radio coming up, as well as the Fox Business Report right here on Acadiana's Morning News on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And, and this is the Fox Business Report. The May Consumer Price Index due out this morning is expected to show inflation remains elevated. 8.3% from the previous year, that's unchanged from April. On a monthly basis, inflation is projected to have increased seven-tenths of a percent. Food and energy taking a big bite out of budgets as gas hits a new high, the national average for a gallon of regular, according to AAA, $4.98. And American wealth plunged early this year along with the stock market, according to Federal Reserve Bank data. The net worth of... The net worth of households and nonprofit organizations dropped half a billion to $149.3 trillion in the first quarter. That's the worst quarterly performance for markets since the first quarter of 2020 when COVID hit. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Rising home values mean that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about their smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. This week, a man from California was arrested near Brett Kavanaugh's home saying he wanted to murder the Supreme Court justice. You know, it has truly become outright dangerous to hold political office as a conservative, be it in the halls of Congress, the Supreme Court, the White House, even down to the state and local levels. To speak out for the unborn, the unrepresented, the disenfranchised, for Americans who do not fit the Democrat agenda, well, it's become hazardous, not only to one's reputation, but to our very livelihoods and now our lives. When the left failed to condemn protests at Supreme Court justices' homes, this was the obvious next step. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each weeknight from 9 to 10 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Parr on News Talk 96.5 KPEL and streaming live at kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. We keep paying more and more and more. 
I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The new report's just out on inflation. Everything in this report is up. Consumer prices surged 1% in May over April. Year over year, an 8.6% jumped the biggest such increase in more than 40 years. This is what people are paying just to eat at home and feed their families, okay? Year over year, we've seen a jump of 10.1% year over year for food at home. And then food away from home, that's restaurant prices, 11.9%. That's Fox Business Network, Cheryl Cassoni. Gas at record highs every day for two weeks in AAA's national average for regular now over four ninety eight per gallon. It was made for TV. The Democrat-led committee investigating the Capitol riot showed new footage at a primetime hearing. As well as depositions from members of former President Trump's inner circle. Lawmakers played video testimony from Trump's daughter and White House advisor Ivanka Trump, as well as former Attorney General Bill Barr. Both told the committee they accepted the 2020 election results, but committee chairman Benny Thompson claims lawmakers can now prove the former president was at the center of a plot to cling to power. As Fox's Brooks Singman, now there are are two Republicans who are on that committee, including Liz Cheney. To my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. But most other GOP lawmakers think the committee is illegitimate. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik just told Fox Business. This is a partisan political witch hunt. It truly is a political circus. Look no further than the fact that they ran it during primetime hours. The school police chief in Uvalde, Texas, is finally detailing the response to last month's school massacre. Pete Arredondo tells the Texas Tribune that he did not think he was the commander on scene at the time. And he did go into the school and they tried dozens of keys to get into that classroom to confront the shooter. But it took a long time before they found one to get it open. America's listening to Fox News. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon, pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints, call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Again, we just got an update on inflation. Consumer prices surged 8.6% in May over a year. That is the biggest increase annually in more than 40 years. And on Wall Street, we're seeing stock futures tumble down about 400 for the Dow ahead of the opening bell. A Maryland state trooper is said to be doing well the morning after he helped stop a gunman who attacked co-workers. Police say a gunman opened fire inside Columbia Machine, a Smithsburg, Maryland company where they make concrete-related products. Three people killed, another worker hurt. Then that gunman drove off. But Lieutenant Colonel Doffelmeyer of Maryland State Police says troopers hunted him down. When the troopers went to stop the vehicle, the suspect immediately started firing multiple rounds at the troopers. The troopers returned fire, striking the suspect. One officer hurt and hospitalized. That shooter identified as a 23-year-old man from West Virginia, but police aren't saying what they think drove him to kill yet. They did say the gunman and the victims had all worked at that company. 
Jill Nato, Fox News. The World Health Organization is pressing China again for more information on how COVID-19 started. China's foreign ministry attacked the theory that the coronavirus pandemic may have originated from a leak by a Chinese lab, saying it was a politically motivated lie. It comes after the World Health Organization recommended more investigation into whether a lab accident may be to blame. The WHO report says, quote, key pieces of data to explain how the pandemic began were still missing and that they would, quote, remain open to any scientific evidence that becomes available in the future, a sharp reversal of its initial assessment of the pandemic's origins. That's Fox's Tanya J. Powers. In the NHL playoffs last night, Tampa Bay beat the New York Rangers 3-1. The Lightning now lead the NHL Eastern Conference final three games to two. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. The doubt of whether lawful procedures are being performed must be answered to restore the bonds between the community and police. The United States Department of Justice investigating Louisiana State Police. It is 80 degrees outside, heat index of 88. Daniel Phillips says 40% chance of showers with a high of 92. Heat into season of the triple digits again today. A full look at the forecast in a few minutes. For News Talk 96.5 KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. The Department of Justice is looking into Louisiana State Police's alleged pattern or practice of turning a blind eye to beatings of black men by troopers. This investigation comes amid a legislative inquiry into the beating death of Ronald Green at the hands of troopers in North Louisiana. U.S. Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark says Governor John Bell Edwards and other state officials are cooperating with the case. We are very pleased that Colonel Davis and the governor's office have pledged cooperation. With their support, we expect that we will be able to move forward with our investigation expeditiously. The state's cooperation will go a long way in ensuring that we are able to move forward in a timely manner. New developments in the economy, the Associated Press reporting U.S. inflation hits 8.6% over the past year. That's the highest rate in four decades. Speaking of inflation, Louisiana food banks are feeling the pinch of inflation. Brooke Thorington has that story. To say that families are struggling, to say that the need continues to increase would be an understatement. Natasha Curley with Second Harvest in Louisiana says demand has been nonstop since COVID. Three devastating hurricanes and now the economy. She says they are having to depend on their national partners to meet the needs of Louisianians. And of course, we still do have people in the community who, even if they just have a little bit, are so, so willing to give. If you need food assistance, call 211 to find your local food bank. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Closer to home, the first phase of the Buchanan Street parking garage project is complete. That phase included the removal of concrete panels on the side of the structure. The second phase will include elevator, stairwell, and lighting repairs. That work is expected to begin soon. In St. Martin Parish, Henderson is getting a water improvement grant. The Henderson 90 water system will receive $4 million in state funds to consolidate six local water systems and invest in improvements. Those improvements include eliminating arsenic contamination problems and inadequate chlorine residuals. 
In state news, new details about a triple murder in Bastrop. David Grubb has that story. Shortly after midnight on Wednesday, shots rang out in the city of Bastrop, starting a flurry of calls to 911. Morehouse Parish Sheriff's Office Chief Deputy Jeremy Martis says a retired reserve deputy was the first to reach the scene. He heard the shots, turned the corner from Montgomery Avenue onto Bentley Street and found three young men laying in the street. Two victims were pronounced dead at the scene while the third died from his injuries at the hospital. A fourth victim escaped unharmed and helped identify one of the suspects. 18-year-old Aragon Rainwater. Also identified were Jaquarius Givens and John Raven. According to police, Rainwater and Givens fired the fatal shots and both have been charged with three counts of first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. Raven was charged with obstruction of justice. I'm David Grubb. At the state capitol, lobbyists with the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry say they're pleased with the results of the legislative session. Kevin Gallagher has that story. LABI President and CEO Stephen Wagespach says the passage of education savings accounts in the legislature will help parents of kids with special needs or those behind in reading. We think this is a smart, modern reform that reflects the needs on the ground today. LAB is glad the billions in one-time federal money flowing into Louisiana will be spent on road and bridge needs and paying down state debt. Those investments were long overdue and badly needed. But he regrets a bill to establish a centralized sales tax collection authority failed to pass again this year. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In sports, New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas will likely miss training camp as he continues to recover from ankle surgery. Head coach Dennis Allen says he's okay with Thomas sitting out. Yeah, I'm good with what Mike Thomas is. I would much rather him be 100% healthy and out here and all those kinds of things, but that's not where we're at right now. He is busting his tail to get himself ready to go, and I feel like he's making significant progress. I think, I think mentally he's in a great place. You know, again, we're just going to let that process play out. Speaking of the New Orleans Saints, running back Fred McAfee and wide receiver Devery Henderson are the, or will be the latest inductees in the Saints Hall of Fame. They'll be inducted in October. McAfee had two stints with the Saints. The first one began in 1991 when he was drafted by the Saints, was a member of that 1991 NFC West Division squad, NFC Western Division Championship squad, I should say. He came back to the Saints in 2000, helped the Saints do another division championship that year as a special team specialist. He now works for the Saints front office. I always joke like, hey, this is Fred McAfee, ladies and gentlemen. Four, he played 16 years in the NFL, 12 years longer than he should have. So, <laughs> so but I fooled a lot of good coaches that I could play. And like I said, I'm so proud and so humbly honored to be up here with these guys. And uh, I, thank you. Devery Henderson is a native of Opelousas. He was at Park Vista Elementary, same time I was there. He was in sixth grade when I was in kindergarten. Had his best year with the New Orleans Saints during the 2009 Super Bowl championship season. Here's what Devery Henderson has to say about being inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame. I just pride myself on being a good person and a good teammate. And uh, at the end of this journey, I just wanted everybody to say he did it the right way. Wasn't always pretty here. And uh, I've probably been on that on, <laughs> on the borderline as, as far as making the team or not a few times. But it all worked out. Staying in sports, Oklahoma, the college softball national champion. The Sooners beat Texas 10-5 last night to sweep the Women's College World Series championship and to win their second straight national title. It's Oklahoma's sixth overall national softball championship. Closer to home, the University of Louisiana will host next year's Sunbelt Conference softball tournament. This will mark the sixth time Lamson Park has been host to the Sunbelt tournament, first time since 2018. Louisiana Raging Cajuns baseball coach Matt Deggs is reflecting on the 2022 season. Louisiana won the Sunbelt Championship and reached the NCAA Regional for the first time since 2016. Deggs says this year's squad laid the foundation to the program's return to glory. 
to see that they were nine outs away from being in the championship game untouched and a regional, a uh, tough regional at that. I think it's going to create a uh, atmosphere of expectation and, and hard work and uh, accountability and uh, all the stuff that goes along with a championship program. Mega Millions jackpot tonight worth $226 million. Powerball tomorrow, $228 million. Lotto tomorrow, $2,025,000. And the Easy Five at fifty. Let's go to the mailbag right quick while we have the opportunity. Some comments that we missed during the Firearms Friday segment. Don Ho checks in via the app chat. The need for an AR-15 is a constitutional right. It's so we can protect ourselves from the government. This stops the government from making us a dictatorship. However, I appreciate your honesty and being willing to talk about it. Thanks. And I'm glad you brought that up because Federalist 29, Alexander Hamilton, mentions the right for a well-regulated militia, which is the basis of the Second Amendment, and therein lies the question, what constitutes a well-regulated militia? That's a debate that can be had for another day. Ryan checks in. One giant need is that criminals don't follow the law, and if I can't match the firepower that the criminals have, the restrictions give the criminals the upper hand. Until the criminals are unarmed, I need to be able to defend myself from them. Also, don't forget that the Second Amendment is not there to give me the right to hunt or shoot targets for fun. It's there for self-defense and to avoid tyranny. Also, don't you find it odd that in an age where politicians are getting soft on crime and defunding the police, they're also against hardening schools and reducing the police force? And I'll take that point uh, right here in terms of the politicians. You see the soft on crime in New Orleans, how that's working out. Though with that said, you're looking at a mayor and a district attorney that may find themselves in trouble with federal authorities in the near, very near future. Also, in four years when the next New Orleans city elections come up, you wonder if they'll go with someone who is more willing to prosecute or more willing to have police step up and take some of the knuckleheads off the street. And that's what, what we're dealing with right now. Knuckleheads on the streets and prosecutors and police not dealing with it in New Orleans anyway. So in conclusion, Ryan says, yes, Ian, we need semi-automatic weapons. We need them to defend ourselves against the criminals they refuse to go after because they care about one thing, getting re-elected. And you make a point, of, and there is that point, especially when you look at New Orleans, is the protection. The question I have there is, again, is the training. You can be, anybody can have a gun for quote-unquote protection, but I just hope like hell that they're trained before they start shooting willy-nilly and hit the wrong person. But Ryan and Don Ho both bringing up good points. We appreciate you checking in, gentlemen. On another point this morning in the app chat, Deborah checked in and uh, we asked about something that would get us through the morning. She said, chocolate-covered coffee beans. That'll fix you up. I don't know if I'm ready for that one. And John Dozat checked in early this morning and said, good morning. Hey, John, we appreciate you. We appreciate you, Deborah. Don Ho, you get a bell, too. And Ryan, for checking in, you get a bell as well. And anybody else who wants to check in, don't forget, you can do so through the app chat. Jay Walker coming up. In just a few minutes from now, while we have the opportunity, let's give away. Let's see. I have. If we can find it. There we go. We have tickets to the powwow. The Kashada powwow in Kinder. It starts tonight, continues tomorrow. I've got wristbands that'll get you in for the entire weekend. The 25th annual Kashana Powwow featuring the very best in Native American singing and dancing, food and arts and crafts. Hey, it's a family-friendly event, alcohol-free, tobacco-free, ultimate modern-day Native American cultural experience. I have wristbands to give away, a pair of wristbands 
to caller number six. 337-232-1542. That's 337-232-1542. Tickets to the powwow right now for caller number six. Good luck. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Mostly sunny skies to get things started today, but showers and thunderstorms going to be arriving a little later on. They'll still be pop-up in nature. We'll go with about a 40% chance for a little bit of rain. I wouldn't cancel any of your plans this evening, but I would keep an eye on the radar. Overnight lows tonight going to be in the upper 70s after highs today get to about 92. A couple hefty thunderstorms going to be possible, although we should start to clear up by tomorrow. And then isolated showers tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Thank you, Daniel. It's hot outside right now. We're looking at temperatures of 81. Heat index near 90 degrees already. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Got a crash working Gloria Switch near the I-49 interchange. Again, that's Gloria Switch near I-49. If you see something you missed, call us 337-232-1542. This is Acadiana's Morning News on a Friday morning, June the 10th, 2022. I'm Ian Ozan. Happy that you are with us. John Savoy from Karen Crow wins our first set of tickets to the to Boy, we can't talk this morning. He wins the first set of tickets to the Cachada Powwow. Congratulations, John. You uh, You have the first set of tickets. And we have more to give away. Now, a man named Earl Shea called. He had the tickets in his grasp. But his cell phone cut out on him. We couldn't hear him. Earl, if you call me back, I got another set of tickets for you. But you got to call me back in the next four minutes. If not, your tickets go back in the prize pool. But John Savoy, you've wrapped up a pair of tickets. Congratulations. We have at least one more pair to give away. We may give uh, away more uh, as we go on this morning. Let's go to the phone line and let's see who this might be. Good morning. You're on Acadiana's Morning News. Hey, it's Earl again. Earl, I, I, I don't know what happened to you. Did you wind up falling into a black hole? Yeah, I did, between Jennings and Crowley. (laughs) Well, that explains why I lost your cell reception. So what I'm going to do is hold the line for me for just a moment. Okay. I'm going to get some information from you, and uh, and then we'll come back, and I'll make sure you get the pair of tickets that you had won before the black hole that is between Crowley and Jennings took them away from you. So you'll go ahead. You'll get a pair of tickets because you were a caller six before your uh, cell phone dropped out. So we'll go ahead and make, uh, take care of you. So I'm going to put you on hold. Hold the line. I'll get to you during the next commercial break, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Hold on. You see, there we go. We'd like to make sure that we do everything fairly around here. He had he had won the pair of tickets. There was no question about it. He had won the tickets. But then it just kind of fell out of his grasp and 
Well, you know what happens with cell signals sometimes. It happens to all of us. We have all been there. Jay Walker will be coming on the air in just a little bit. We'll be discussing Raging Cajuns baseball. We'll be taking a look at the end of the season and and taking a look back at the year of 2021-22, the, the athletic calendar that was for football, basketball, baseball, softball, and Raging Cajuns athletics. So we'll pause for commercial break. When we come back, we'll have the bird. And Earl will have his tickets. We'll be back with more of Acadiana's Morning News after this on News Talk 96.5 KPEL and the KPEL mobile app. By the way, we have KPEL Killer Trivia coming up, brought to you by our friends over at Cartridge World. We have not done it yet this morning, and that's how we'll give away our third and final pair of tickets. We'll do that a little bit later on in the 8 o'clock hour. Before we go to break, though, I want to remind you about Live Design in Louisiana. Their gallery open today from 10 until 6 Tomorrow, 10 to 6, and Sunday from 1 to 5. In fact, you can catch them Wednesday through Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sundays from 1 to 5. By shopping with Life Designed in Louisiana, you're directly supporting small business owners, artists, creators, and artisans. They also serve local hot and frozen coffee. And if you're looking for them, it's easy to find. They're located at the corner of Marjorie and Pinhook next to Bendel Gardens. 1410 West Pinhook Road. Find them online, lifedesignedinla.com. That's lifedesignedinla.com. Find them on Facebook, Facebook Life Designed in Louisiana, or on Instagram at Life Designed in LA. Again, that's 1410 West Pinhook Road here in Lafayette, 889-3427. That is the phone number for Life Designed in Louisiana. Don't miss it. Be there. Get breaking news first and exclusive content now. Download the free KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google Play. Oh, hi. It would help if I were actually talking to you. I had the wrong button pushed. This is a Acadiana's Morning News. Time for trivia brought to you by Cartridge World. Save money on your printing needs. Call Cartridge World today. Ask about their no-cost printer program, too. Cartridge World, 337-984-9000, cartridgeworldusa.com. All right, now that our voice is emanating over the airwaves here in Acadiana, time to give away our last set of tickets to the Cachata Powwow in Kinder. Tomorrow and Saturday, wristbands will get you into both days. So the other day on the app chat, we got a nugget from one of our listeners. Uh, I have to go back and find it now because, of course, when you go to the app chat, it's never easy to find anything. But uh, let's see. there. I think it was this one right here. I think it was Payro who sent us the question. And he asked me, that because we mentioned the other day that Dan Seals had died. Uh, or, excuse me, Jim Seals. Jim Seals, uh, Dan's brother. Jim Seals of Seals and Crofts passed away the other day at the age of 80. So Payro checked in, and he sent me a question. He said, Seals and Crofts, before they were Seals and Crofts, were in a band together. That band had a number one hit. What band was it? Now, I had to look it up 
because I had no idea what it was. And I, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit when I don't know anything. So I had to look this one up. So that's your question. What band were Seals and Crofts in before they became Seals and Crofts? First caller with the correct answer gets the tickets. Three three seven two three two fifteen forty two. That's three three seven two three two fifteen forty two. What band were Seals and Crofts in before? They were Seals and Crofts. You may have to look at a bottle of tequila to find the answer. Again, 337-232-1542. That is the phone number. If you can uh, give me the correct answer, then you, my friend, will win the tickets to the Cachata powwow. We'll pause for a quick commercial break. See if we get a winner. Oh, hold on. Before we do... Let's see if we can take it right here. Good morning. Do you have an answer for our trivia question? The Dawnbreakers? Say again. The Dawnbreakers? No, that's not it. Uh, again, look at a bottle of tequila to get the answer. Ah. So, All right. Thank, so, you. thank you. So try again after the break. Again, 337-232-1542. What band were Seals and Crofts in before they became Seals and Crofts? Here's a hint. Today's winner will be a champ. We're back after this. It's 833. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Daniel Phillips says a 40% chance of showers today. Some storms possible tonight. High of 92. Tomorrow, a 30% chance of showers. And a high of 94 once again. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. No, tomorrow mostly clear. No. No, it's tonight. It's mostly clear with a low of 77. Mostly sunny. 30% chance of showers tomorrow with a high of 94. You see, this is why we let Daniel Phillips do the forecast. Because at least he can remember what tonight and tomorrow are. Sunday, though, sunny. 20% chance of rain with a high of 95. Right now, it's 89 on the back porch of PayPal. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you? What? Nope, nope. That wasn't supposed to be the one. Hold on. Let's clear that key. And let's see if we can find the song that we were actually trying to play. And of course, the computer's going to be a knucklehead today. So... We can't exactly play the song that we're looking for to tell you that we have a winner for KPL Killer Trivia. Rory Strentz is paying attention to the clues. He knew that Seals and Crofts were part of the champs. They did tequila. Glenn Campbell at one point was a guitar player in that band. For those of you keeping score at home. So uh, there you go. Tequila was the correct answer. Thank you all for playing along with KPL. Killer trivia this morning on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. And now we do have the next song that we want to play queued up. I went everybody's heard about the bird. Well, if we're playing the surfing bird, you know who's here. 
bird himself. Jay Walker, good morning, sir. Hi there. How does it feel to be back home? Um, <laughs> actually, after almost a month on the road, it, 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 it's been an okay week, I got to tell you. So what's it like when you decompress at the end of of a year like this where you were on the road with football, then basketball, then baseball? You're on the road almost nonstop for nine months. Then you get three months of nothing. What is that like? Well, you know, the first week, 10 days is, and I've done a lot of that this week. I've spent about a grand total of an hour in the office uh, this week, and I'm, I'm headed there after I, I leave here because i got a couple things to do. Um, and then after about a week and a half, it's, okay, uh, I'm not working for the most part. Let's, let's do a couple things. And I do have a, a, a little trip planned uh, the third week in, uh, in June. And then at about July 15th, I get bored as hell. And it's, okay, when is football season starting? Some people are ready to jump right into football now. I'm not. Um, but about the 15th of July, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start to get the bug and then Sunbelt media days, I think are the 26th and 27th, uh, of July. And then I'll, I'll be in full football mode after that. That's what I was about to ask you. So about the time when the Sunbelt media days begin, is that where you ramp up and get yeah. back in that mood? Yeah. Because you know, you, you're, you're getting, first of all, you're getting with your colleagues from around the league and then you get to, to see and interview coaches from around the league. So yeah, you know. By the time you're out of there, it's like, okay, time to go to work. Uh, and then you start to get really excited about the football season. But I'm not there yet. And I won't be there probably for at least another month. And nothing wrong with that. Again, with a long schedule of, with baseball, the last month, as you mentioned, you've had maybe one, two nights at home going back and forth between Texas, Georgia, Alabama, and here, there, and yonder. It's just been nuts. Have you ever had a stretch that's been this strenuous or more strenuous? Well, I, I don't think I've ever had a stretch where I was on the road this much. Um, you know, even the year that the Cajuns went to Omaha, we had a regional at home. So, you know, it just so happened that at, at the end of the season, you had two games at Rice followed by three at Texas State. So I was on the road Tuesday to Sunday. I came home and um, then did... You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in town, and then had baseball Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because it was the final weekend of the season, senior weekend against Little Rock. I was off Sunday. Monday, I left to go to Montgomery. I was there for an entire week. I came back the following Monday, was home on Tuesday, and then Wednesday headed over to College Station and got back on Monday. So, you know, that's for the, the better part of a month. Uh, that I was uh, on the road, sleeping in hotels, probably drinking too much. And, you know, just, uh, <laughs> well, considering and, it's uh, mostly Blanton's and Weller, and I can't uh, yeah, well, that much. you know, uh, it was also Aguadiente. Oh yes, uh, and um, and a couple of other things, but no, no, it was. I, you're never happy to see it end because unless you win the national championship, you end with a loss. And you're and and that the finality of that just hits you right between the eyes, because until the last outs made, you still think you got a chance, right? Um, and so there's there's a suddenness and a uh, maybe a little hurt um, when the season comes to an end, and then you take a deep breath and you look back and you say, hey, you know what? There are a lot of good things that happened here, and you know it, it's always tough on senior parents, and. Um, I got to know a lot of them over the last few years. You know, some were here for five years, some for four, some for three. 
Um, but And I told him all the same thing. I said, just remember, when it's over, your son is going to leave a champion. Uh, because that conference uh, tournament championship, they're going to get a ring. They're going to have memories that they'll have forever. But they're leaving as champions. And, and that will put a little aloe vera on any sunburn. And... It may, there may be a little bit of sunburn from the regional, but still, this is a team that won a Sunbelt Conference championship. They had the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows during the season. A couple of decent win streaks had one uh, losing streak that puts them down in some fans' minds. But this team, as Matt Deggs said earlier in one of the sound bites, in fact, let's play that sound bite again. Matt Deggs, awfully high on what this team has done and saying that they've laid the foundation for the culture that this baseball program needs once had, and that he hopes uh, will be back after this season. To see that they were nine outs away from being in a championship game untouched and a regional, a uh, tough regional at that. I think it's going to create a uh, atmosphere of expectation and, and hard work and uh, accountability and uh, all the stuff that goes along with a championship program. So Matt Deggs, I know he uh, spoke with you after, and he's high on what they've done, building the foundation for the future. And he said it here in this uh, snippet a little while ago. Where do you think this program goes from here? Where, how do they continue building on that foundation? Well, I, you know, I spoke with Matt after it was all over with, before they got on the bus. And I said, we've, got our, we've gotten our culture back. We've gotten our swagger back. And this is the beginning. Now, does that mean that we're suddenly going to be at the College World Series next year? I, I, I'm not going to say that. But the foundation has been rebuilt. And so now, once you get a foundation down, what do you do? You start building your house. And so, you know, Matt and his staff have gone out. They have recruited pieces that they believe are going to take this program to another level. Let's remember that although the Cajuns won the conference tournament, they finished fourth in the Sun Belt. So there's plenty of room for improvement here. And it's not going to happen overnight. You know, some schools with unlimited resources, they can go like Texas A&M did from, the, uh, from a team that didn't even make the SEC tournament to a team that's now on the precipice of getting to the College World Series. A&M with their 260, however it is, million dollar budget, they can do something like that. Schools like Louisiana can't. So you have to build it a brick at a time, step at a time, and there's a process there. So the process is going to continue. And, uh, you know, hopefully this team will be improved next year. Hopefully this team will have the same kind of chemistry that you had this past year. And if you do those things and everybody buys in like they did this year, there's a chance for this team to be better and this program to be better. But it's it's a brick-by-brick step and and to get where you want to go unless you catch lightning in a bottle which is always possible there's a process here and so the process continues and that process we'll see where this process leads when we get to spring or excuse me when we get to fall ball in october between now and then there may be some player movements uh, transfers coming in people transferring out of course freshmen will be coming in and joining the program what do we know right now about the personnel is anything public yet uh, you know, they, they released the fall signees and, and I think you'd maybe find it on the Raging Cajuns website. I don't, I don't know that they've, uh, the spring signees, I don't know that that's been officially released. Uh, I do know that they've, uh, they've signed a, a good mix of high school and junior college players. 
they've signed a, a couple of junior college players in the spring uh, that have very good junior college pedigrees. Um, and that doesn't always translate to Division One. So, that, you know, so you still got to wait and see. Um, I think for this team to get where Matt Deggs wants them to be, they need to get some elite pitching, okay? I thought the pitching staff did a great job this year as far as getting what they had out of their talent. I saw them get better during the season. I think Seth Thibodeau was a great hire by Matt Deggs as the pitching coach. And all of the issues they had early in the year with walking tons of people and all of that really diminished as we got farther along into the season. But there was no one on that staff that's going to be a top 10 round draft pick. All right. So you've got to go out and get some guys like the Cajuns had perhaps a year ago. Spencer Arigetti is quickly moving up in the Astros organization. Connor Cook was a first team all conference selection. You need guys like that. If yeah. you're going to take steps to win a conference championship, to get into a regional, to win a regional and get to a super You've got to have some elite arms, and I think that's got to be the priority uh, for Matt Deggs uh, in, when it comes to recruiting right now. I know they've signed some pitchers. I know they're high on them. We'll find out at some point in time whether or not they're elite. Jay Walker on Acadian this morning news. Let's look at some of the other sports. A quick recap of the season that was softball, another phenomenal year. Women's basketball made a run during the Sun Belt tournament. Men's basketball team made a run during the tournament. As well, a football, of course, we know what they did, winning the bowl game, winning the Sun Belt Conference Championship outright for the first time ever. This was a banner year, another banner year for Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns Athletics. And the future is bright. With new teams coming into the Sun Belt Conference, how does that shake up the dynamic amongst all the sports? That is a question that is yet to be answered. Uh, you know, all you can do is look at what these schools have done. You know, I think um, Marshall and James Madison uh make football better. Uh, you know, Marshall is a, has great football tradition. James Madison, you know, they've won an FCS championship and they're usually in the final four. Now they're moving the, the transition to uh, the FBS. Uh, Old Dominion had a great second half of the year. Uh, Southern Miss is trying to rebuild their football program, but that's a, a school that has tremendous football tradition. So, you know, I, I think football gets better uh, immediately. Men's basketball, I'm not so sure. You know, Marshall slipped this past year. They're usually pretty good. Old Dominion's had some good years, too. Southern Miss has not been no. uh, a good basketball school. James Madison comes into the league. They they're, were a contender in the Colonial. Mark Byington, their head coach, used to be at Georgia Southern, so he's very familiar uh, with the Sun Belt. Um, Old Dominion and Southern Miss coming in for baseball. Oh, my goodness. James Madison was a 500 team. Marshall is not good at baseball. They don't even have a facility. They play at a local YMCA. Wow. They've got a, they, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Marshall to put some money into that program because they've got a new president and AD. The previous ones obviously didn't care about baseball. Well, the price of poker goes up when you join the Sun Belt. Yeah. Um, James Madison, uh, of course, um, was in the College World Series a year ago in softball. Slipped a little bit, but year in and year out, they're pretty doggone good. Yeah. So they're going to add something to softball. So I like the new additions. Um, we're we're going to see how it all shakes out. You know, in football, the East is probably stronger than the West. Uh, I'm not sure about men's basketball. Uh, in baseball, the West is certainly stronger than the East. 
we'll we'll see how all of that shakes out. But I think these are good additions coming in. Well, here's the thing with Marshall playing at uh, that facility. You know it's fun to stay at the YMCA. That's what I was told. Maybe get a good meal there, too. <laughs> it may not be in the press box. Stop. It's 8.53 in the morning. Jay, as always, we appreciate the time. We'll hopefully do it again once football season starts up. I'll look forward to it, Caucasians. It is 8.53 in the morning. That'll do it for us. Time flew by very quickly this morning. Matt Romero, Caleb Morse, Roderick Darby, Eddie Longlinay, and Jay Walker, our guest this morning. Our appreciation and our thanks to them for stopping by and joining us on this edition of Acadiana's Morning News. God willing, if the checks don't bounce, we are back here on Monday morning from 6 until 9. We'll be here. We trust we'll be here, too. Bernie will be back, so we'll have a rip-snorting time here on Acadiana's Morning News on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Until then, this is Ian Ozan reminding you, don't take life too seriously. You're not getting out alive anyway. Good day, everybody. Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit LordsRMC.com. We listen. We heal. For more information. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Inflation hits a new 40-year high, according to the closely watched Consumer Price Index, which shows every key inflation number came in hotter than forecast. The index, which measures prices consumers paid for goods and services, shows May prices surged 8.6% from the previous year. That's higher than the 8.3% expected. Month over month, they rose 1%. The expectation was for a 7 tenths of a percent increase. Facebook is said to be rethinking news deals, according to people familiar with the matter, that change could cut revenue for a lot of news organizations. The companies paid average annual fees of more than $15 million to the Washington Post, just over $20 million to the New York Times, and more than $10 million to the Wall Street Journal. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Lillian Wu, invested in you. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Rising home values mean that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about their smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. News Talk 96. 6.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. It details what we already know. 
I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. A new report showing inflation surged again in May. Consumer prices up 1% from April. The increase from a year ago, way bigger. 8.6%. That's the highest level in more than 40 years. December of 1981 is when it was higher. In fact, the number one hit song in the country at that time, Let's Get Physical by Olivia Newton-John and anyone under 40 is going, who's that? Now, everything's more expensive from gas, which hit another record high today, to food, to utility costs, to airfares, triggering a Wall Street sell-off. The Dow's down 650 points. From the White House perspective, an official reached out to me yesterday to get in front of this number. They're saying that they're seeing inflation uh, going down by the end of this year. Fox Business Network's Edward Lawrence says they blame gas prices for inflating everything else, and they blame Russia's invasion for the surge at the pump. Now, Republicans blame President Biden's policies for all of this. They also were not impressed by last night's primetime TV Capitol ride hearing. Congressman Jim Banks tells Fox. No, nothing came out of it that we didn't, we didn't know before. and It didn't change anybody's minds. At the, at the end of the day, this committee is trying to prosecute Donald Trump for crimes that he did not commit. It's a Democrat-led House committee investigating, and they played new footage and claimed it was an attempted coup. Fox's Chad Pergams at the Capitol. The panel played new video and audio tape of those close to the president. That included former Attorney General Bill Barr, who said there was no fraud in the election. There was dramatic testimony from U.S. Capitol Police Officer Carolyn Edwards. She sustained a traumatic brain injury defending the Capitol. There were officers on the ground. Um, they were bleeding. They were throwing up. A Grand Rapids, Michigan police officer is expected in court today after Christopher Schur was charged with murder and the death of a black man in an April traffic stop. Cell phone video shows the man on the ground and then him being shot in the back of the head. America's listening to Fox News. I tend to second-guess dinners with friends because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Again, there is a big sell-off on Wall Street after that worse-than-expected inflation report. The Dow is now down 729 points, adding to yesterday's fall. The Dow's lost more than 1,300 since Wednesday. The Nasdaq is plunging over 300. The S&P 500 off by 100 points. The price of oil's down slightly, still above 121 bucks a barrel. Now, we mentioned earlier the gas at a new record high. It's up more than a penny today. AAA's national average for regulars now over 498 per gallon. Diesel, an all-time high also, 575. Another thing that experts have pointed out, we are officially in hurricane season. If a storm hits the Gulf Coast and those refineries, on top of all the other pressures we are already seeing on our gas infrastructure, that would be another thing that would create problems. So this is really just the beginning of the summer, but we are seeing the start of a real gas problem. Fox's Madison Allworth, and as we all do with those high prices filling up our cars... 
unless you drive an electric one. There's a far different story about the cost of doing something else in a car. If you have sex in a car and contract a disease, can you make the insurance company pay up? A woman in Missouri is demanding GEICO do just that after a man insured by that company gave her HPV, commonly known as genital warts, during a romp in his vehicle. She wants more than $5 million. A lower court ruling found the woman is entitled to the award. An appeals court agreed, but GEICO has filed a federal lawsuit arguing the claim is not covered by the man's policy. The provider stated Thursday the suit will determine if her claim is legit. Tom Graham. Fox News. Tonight, game four of the NBA Finals in Boston. The Celtics lead the Golden State Warriors two games to one. Last night on the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the New York Rangers 3-1. The two-time defending Stanley Cup champs now lead the NHL's Eastern Conference Final three games to two. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Mostly sunny skies to get things started today, but showers and thunderstorms going to be arriving a little later on. They'll still be pop-up in nature. We'll go with about a 40% chance for a little bit of rain. I wouldn't cancel any of your plans this evening, but I would keep an eye on the radar. Overnight lows tonight going to be in the upper 70s after highs today get to about 92. A couple hefty thunderstorms going to be possible, although we should start to clear up by tomorrow and then isolated showers tomorrow. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Dino's Pizza, an Italian restaurant with a Cajun twist. Don't forget to ask about their pizza of the month or one of their many specialty pizzas. Pizzas, sandwiches, pasta, and more. Dino's Pizza like no other. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPAL or Town Square Media. Hi, hello. Welcome. Moon Graffon Show. Open Forum Friday on the Moon Graffon Show. You can almost talk about anything you want to talk about, except Brian has lined up a few guests for me today. And I- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can get you some more. We can pick your all-time record today. Open Forum Friday. We only got seven guests that, lined up all? today. That's all? Only seven. I can get, uh, seven's the record. I can get you eight. No, but I got a, a couple segments. You never know when I squeeze another one in. No. I don't know why it happened that way. It just did. But hey, we... We're, the good news is we started by uh, one of the most famous guests, uh, oh, yeah. Senator John Kennedy joins us. And uh, John, first of all, good morning. I hope everything's going well for you. Good morning. Good to talk to you, man. See, good to talk to Brandon. You know? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, ever since you left, uh, last time you came on, Brandon had just got married. Now he's got two babies. John, any advice for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon, you, yeah. you know that, that friend of yours before you got married uh-huh. that told you two can live cheaper than one? Yes. Well, he was lying. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I figured that out. <laughs> uh, I, I had to make sure you knew that, uh, Senator Kennedy. I know you're busy, and uh, we just want well, to make sure you get off. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Anyway, uh, hey, uh, real quick, and you know, this is one of the things that I, I wasn't going to bring up, but I am now. Did you you watch this shenanigans last night of the made for TV uh, uh, movie last night on the January 6th committee? Just your quick comment on it. Well, I didn't watch it, man. Um, I, I, I was flying home from D.C. 
yesterday, and I got in last night, and and uh, I had some things I had to read to get ready for a meeting this morning, so I didn't see it. Uh, look, I, I don't. I'm the first to admit I don't understand the house. Yeah. Okay, I didn't serve in the house. I do know enough to know that basically. Speaker Pelosi is the House. She's got a majority, and they march in lockstep. And you know, I don't, I, I don't know how many times we have to say that uh, what happened on January six was repugnant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you look up repugnant in the dictionary, there's a picture of what happened on mm-hmm. January six. And the people who participated in it are being punished, and they should be. You can't just protest and become violent. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing about the riots the previous summer um, that did over a billion dollars of damage across most of the major cities in America. I mean, there's just no place for violence. Speaker yeah, uh, yeah. has decided to do this. I think she really undermined the credibility of this this so-called investigation mm-hmm. when she refused to put any Republicans um, on on the uh, on a on a committee. Sure. I mean, when we do investigations in the Senate, we we do we have an almost always an equal number of Republicans and an equal number of Democrats. And the, the Democrats don't get to pick the Republicans, and the Republicans don't get to pick the Democrats. I'm spending most of my time, I can tell you, man, on, on trying to work on stuff that when moms and dads lie down at night and to sleep and camp that, 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 that they're worried about. And I'm, I'm talking about inflation. I'm talking about crime. I'm talking about inflation. I'm t- I'm worried about border. I'm I'm worried about health care. I'm worried about inflation. I'm I'm very worried about inflation, as you can tell. Well, but no, I'm that's, about the economy. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring the inflation up next because I, I know I, that's what I'm worried on. John, in the Senate, I just say this: in the Senate, most most people. Um, I don't know about the House, but in the Senate, most people are. Or have moved on, and we're looking ahead to try what to do, what we can do to fix this economic mess. But John, you mentioned inflation. I played a clip that you played the other day that you said or you released the other day. This is this is something that I, I, and I that Joe Biden, the President of the United States, and the left don't get it because the two things we've always had. And you're a little older than me. Not you're a lot older, but a little older than me. You, uh, the two things that America, all, than Brandon. yeah, <laughs> well, Brandon gonna keep having all them babies. I've been done. I think you're done too. Uh, the thing that amazes me is we've always had really cheap energy and really cheap food, and that's out the window right now. And you read articles and they said it's never coming back, John. Without cheap energy and cheap food, this country's doomed, and it all goes together with the inflation that you've been talking about. And here's the thing this is fixable. And a, and a government led by the president won't do anything about this. As a matter of fact, they encourage and they say just the way it is. It always remind me of a China, Iran, or Venezuela, just the way it is. No, this can be fixed by just drilling and doing the things we need to do here. Your comments. 
Well, first, I mean, this inflation is just gutting, gutting our people like a fish. And, you know, the numbers come out and say it's 8.6, but it's a lot more than 8.6 million. Clothes are up 20%. I mean, our grocery shop, I know the price of uh, uh, that. I mean, I, it's a luxury when you can eat a hamburger now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's oil. It's it's gasoline. Um it can be fixed. Now, the Biden administration is not going to do what needs to, they need to do to fix it. And they've pretty much given up. Speaker, or rather, uh, Secretary Yellen said the other day, she was the one that kept saying, well, it's transitory, it's transitory. And she gave a speech and she said, well, you know, it's not transitory. Uh, it's going to be with us for a long time. And she basically said, I, I don't have a solution, but... I sure do admire the problem, and you're just going to have to get used to it. We can get this inflation under control if we do three things. Number one, we've got to let the Federal Reserve do its job. Number two, this administration has got to stop printing money. they just got to stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I turn around, they're proposing um, a- another couple hundred billion here and a couple hundred billion there. Number three, the president has proposed to raise taxes by three and a half trillion dollars, not billion trillion. Um, we got we got to block that. And I said three, but I'll mention four. This is probably the most important thing. The president's got to get his boot off the neck of oil and gas in America. Absolutely. Uh, we um, so much of of our quality of life is based on the price of oil. That's why we we worked hard to become energy independent. I mean, when your food's delivered, it's delivered in a truck. Mm -hmm. Um, Petrochemicals takes oil to produce them. Plastics are a big part of our life. Same with clothes. And the administration just is not going to do that. I mean, they've decided we don't produce our own oil or natural gas and that we're supposed to buy it from... Saudi Arabia and Venezuela, and, and we had to drag the president's kicking and screaming, getting to stop buying it from Russia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess what I'm saying is the only place I know of right now to find cheaper food, food prices and cheaper gasoline is in the voting booth. Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand a country led by the president of the United States that is purposely hurting people. And this is what I mean by this, by, by doing what they're doing with energy and the food prices that follow and everything else has followed, everything you said. God, what you're doing is I'm, you're seeing these people, people that are poor, people that are dependent on the government, people that are really poor, people that are middle class, people that have been working. You realize the last two months, people have spent $40 billion using their credit cards again the last two months and on top of that, people are using their home equity loans just to get by. And nobody realizes what's going on right now. But that is a fact that nobody's looking at. So why would a, why would a government, a, a dictator, want this to be on their people when they're hurting the most vulnerable people, people on fixed income? My brother just retired. He goes, I'm not believing this. He said, I'm paying $300 more a month already just from utility and energy. And I don't think we've seen the heights of all this stuff yet. Why won't they? Every speech Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump ever made was positive. You can go be the best you can be. We're going. Not these people. They just say, "Well, you know, it's a problem." It's high, and they don't. There's no. There's no answer for coming from them. That's 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 almost hateful. 
Well, Moon, sometimes when people act like they don't care, it's not an act. Um, this bunch is running Washington, D.C., clearly has a blind spot for the lives and the concerns of ordinary America. And they say, oh, we're for the little guy. But they don't seem to like ordinary Americans very much unless unless you're part of some specific class or group of people that they deem worthy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there are a lot of people in this administration, I am convinced, that are perfectly happy with high gasoline prices and high oil prices because they their energy policy is wind, solar, and wishful thinking. Yeah. And they think the higher the that the gasoline goes, the more people will there will be that will uh, will buy electric cars. Well, John, and, and you, John, I got a line for you. You graded lines. You might can play with it. If somebody can't afford five dollar gasoline to fill their car up for seventy fifteen gallon tank, seventy five bucks, how can you afford a fifty sixty thousand dollar electric vehicle? Somebody needs to explain the math on that because that's all they're telling people. Go out and buy an electric vehicle. I can't afford $75 for the gas. How am I afford to buy an electric vehicle? Well, I've got nothing against electric vehicles. Me either. Well, if I want, good luck on finding a place to get it charged. Mm-hmm. But but my, my, my point is that this this bunch, uh, the, 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 the administration is run by these wokers. Uh, a lot of them are 23-year-old gender studies mm-hmm. majors. Mm-hmm. They've had no life experience. They think they're smarter and more virtuous than the rest of us. They think we all, we're all we all a bunch of the poor yeah. and we should shut <laughs> up and listen to them. And if we pay, then let us eat meat occasionally. Hey, John, let me, let me stop you, Senator Kennedy. Let me just stop you for a second. I've got to take a break. I'll come back and wrap up with you. Senator John Kennedy, he's our special guest. We'll be right back. to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, Hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. If you are a loved one or suffering from addiction, listen to Springfield Wellness Center's founder, Paula Norris Metayer. I feel personally when I walk around on the grounds that it's sacred ground. It's healing. Just the environment is healing. Just being here makes one feel like that uh, I can let go. I can let go of the worry. I can let go of the stress that I've been carrying around for a long time. 
We don't shame anybody. We don't blame anybody. We don't judge anyone. Just that alone really is the foundation on which everything else that we do is done. Put your addiction behind you. Call Springfield Wellness Center, 225-755-9566. Just call us. That's all. And we'll be waiting for you. 225-755-9566. 755-9566. Springfield Wellness Center. SpringfieldWellnessCenter.com.